Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. We are live here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, live in the 505, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget, you can also download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. On this hump day, glad to be here with you and uh, yours is... We look on rockoftalk.tv at the beautiful Enchanted Circle in northern New Mexico. And that, of course, would be Angel Fire, or as I uh, refer to it, Anglo Fire, um, oftentimes. And many of the locals actually refer to it uh, as well. Lots to get to, as we do every day here in the Kiwa. have to say, I'd like to thank uh, those people who are avid listeners who have been enjoying uh, the travels. And then uh, I'd like to thank also those people who are very jealous about the fact that we're out and about and uh, getting a little bit more creative. We do have our share of detractors and haters who don't want to see other people. Like, I guess it wasn't long enough uh, for having 25 months of uh, complete and total self-containment, uh, you know, uh, separation. They, there's just people who just hate you. They will absolutely hate you. Oh, you're, you're chewing on the mic. You're doing I'm like, okay, How, can we just focus on the show? And they've been great shows. We've been broadcasting from El Paso for the first time, and then we worked out the final kinks in Las Vegas, Nevada, and also leveraging the 5G network, which is pretty cool. Uh, 5G not really available to many places in El Paso, but more places in El Paso uh, than in Albuquerque. And uh, 5G is just a, a very sm a small uh, number of places. And for all you idiots out there who are talking about 5G invading your life and ruining your... I don't know, eyesight, uh, mind control. I don't even know these theories that people come up with anymore, but they, they come up with them, Doubt, and uh, they, they will do everything they can. So Doubt on the uh, 5G rail road running as he will uh, take the 5G network and, and uh, do his broadcasting alongside me. And that's going to be very cool for him because he gets the kind of vacation yet not vacation. Uh, I don't know that any days really is work, but I don't know that any day isn't work. With D. Dowd uh, Muska, hour one, full of fun. D. Dowd Muska, how are you? Uh, when you love what you do, Eddie, uh, you never work a day in your life. And uh, part of that work, uh, combining fun and professional, my professional life, in four days, young man, in four days, you and I have a date with destiny. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay. Like this weekend. That's the beginning. Sunday be morning. Exciting. Sunday morning, Sunday. we're going to meet up. Johnny, Johnny in, Cash. I'm going to be singing Johnny in, Cash. In Hot Springs. The time I see him. So. I, I, can, I can now confirm to our uh, our listening audience that Mr. Aragon and D. Dowd Muska, the states, maybe only people who haven't cucked out and cowered it out, the people who actually tell you the truth about the biggest corporate welfare boondoggle in New Mexico history, we will be on site Sunday for our own on-site tour of, you guessed it, Spaceport America. I've never been. I got invited. Uh, consider it done. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun, uh, Dowd, so I appreciate that. Don't forget your 4 a.m. download, uh, actually coming in this morning at uh, 4 a.m. 3 a.m. local Las Vegas time as I uh, jumped a, a plane. I sat next to my old boss, uh, Dowd, wow. and he didn't recognize me. I wow. Yeah, no, he didn't recognize me. And even after talking, and then uh, even the woman uh, who was coming up and down the aisle in the uh, the uh, 
not you don't want to say stewardess, right? No, flight no, attendant. Flight right? attendant, yes. A flight attendant. What, what's the problem with the stewardess? Can you explain that to me? I, don't, I just don't know anything about it. Uh, the only thing I know is that the rare times that I fly, uh, it seems to be angry middle-aged women and um, uh, pissy youngish gay men running the planes now. I, I, oh, okay. The, none of Wait, them are pleasant. We don't want to say steward I mean, uh, stewardess. It's now yeah. value neutral flight yeah. attendant. <laughs> But but one thing they still have in common, they're all unpleasant. <laughs> Not nice yeah, people. Was, yeah, she's got a you remember the, you know, you remember that great heat, uh, you know, the the up and down the rail. I'm not gonna do but right but I'll do it later. But she was she was like she was so impressed with my voice. She's like, Here's here's another warm up for that voice of yours. I'm like, you know, and I always sit in the the aisle that has the emergency exit. I'm always there. And she said she <clears throat> she literally said um, you know, ask, say, we want to hear the, your best yes you can give. And I figured, oh, this is my chance to do my uh, Meg Ryan edition in the middle of the plane, right? You know, when Harry met Sally, I was just, yes. yeah, you know, so I'm like, yeah, this is family friendly at uh, 7 a.m. So anyway, rode back with some nice people. Not a full plane, but Vegas, as I told you all, it is very full, ladies and gentlemen. The occupancies are nearly 100%. People are out and about. And uh, I guess somebody's still talking about COVID 19 infections. That's what I heard near the top of the hour. So lots to get to. Sorry for the long intro, but uh, we'll sort of uh, set up the show. Uh, we'll do everything from the download to the day in history to uh, incorporating all the music uh, of the day, including our top 10 links, um, which, of course, uh, D-Dowd Muska has his extra clicks uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to kick things off since, you know, the land of unmotivated people. And I got to say, you know what? I love Albuquerque is my favorite place in the world for so many reasons, but most of all, because we will never run out of show material. Uh, I'll always feel smarter than most of the people here. Um, I'll never feel in, in any way, shape or form, like overcome by the people who are here in any way, shape or form. I, just, like you have the worst drivers, you have the worst policies, the most mentally ill politicians that you can find anywhere. And I, like, we will literally never run out of show material. It's constantly <laughs> there. Never. And, uh, you know, it just it just kind of goes with, without saying. Now, I've seen some of that experimentation in Las Vegas, Nevada, as I've told you, Dowd. Uh, you know, you smell the streets of Las Vegas and people are just, you know, one toke over the line at two in the afternoon or two in the morning. It doesn't really matter. The wafting smell is everywhere and it's disgusting, gross. And I get to point and laugh. And I got to say that there is this sort of... Uh, anti-criminal element that's now involved where you can sort of criminalize the people. Yes, uh, I know. I know. I, I'm going to say this, right? But aren't the people who are high on pot who are actually recreational users, they already have enough money. They're really not into drugs because you can't own a gun and actually be a pot user, right? I think that that's that. And you, you walk right into their house. They're totally cool, man. Just come right in. Oh, yeah, man. You like that. Have something to eat, and uh, I don't know, man. Is uh, you know, have a little bit of a TV watching. This, yeah. Oh man, help yourself, man. Help it. Take the TV, the computers. <laughs> what I would recommend strongly to the criminal element uh, that is out there, and I'm not actually actively telling them to do this, but in a very sarcastic way. So understand that the qualification coming on here is not something that's a serious recommendation. But to be completely cynical, why aren't the criminals just out there robbing every single pot user? You know they have money, you know they don't have guns, and you know that they don't give a crap about anything but their high. 
You want to criminalize anybody? Go after them, guys. Criminalize your own. You guys don't need to go uh, rob the Northeast Heights anymore. Hey, we're going to go get ourselves a new flat screen. No, right? You don't have to. Just go any. Go all rob your friends. All rob each other. Steal each other's stuff, you know? Take a ride. Hey, you know, whatever you're going to do, okay? And enjoy yourself. And, and if someone's high on pot, don't call the cops, man. No. Just calling attention to yourself, man. Oh, I don't know, man. I was like, I had a couple of hits. And I think, uh, I don't know, the guy's name was Joe or something. And uh, no, he wasn't too cool, man. He came in. He just started taking everything out of the house. And I don't know. I said it was cool like the first time, but, you know, I didn't say to keep doing it. And he was messing with my old lady and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, by the way, all the post pot smokers have all that. They always like have that like kitschy type of um, lingo with each other. That's from like uh -huh. the seventies. Uh -huh. They think it's cool. So here's a great opportunity to uh, create the criminal element, really elevate uh, that level. By the way, Judy's still pestering me. I doubt I, I have to tell you, I do have to share that as well. The U S border patrol says agents at checkpoints in New Mexico will continue to enforce the federal law making possession of marijuana illegal, even though the state has legalized recreational marijuana. Yep. Stop. Stop there. Stop there. The U.S. Customs and Enforcement Agency is now working for the Mexican cartels. Let me repeat. The U.S. US Customs and Border Agency is now working for the Mexican cartels. Think about what I just told you. That enforcement of Schedule 1 across the borders as you come in, not legal in Texas, but definitely uh, uh, legal here in the state of New Mexico. You have a criminal lawbreaker and every politician who voted for it. Uh, doubt I'd love to get the drill done on uh, which re uh, Republicans voted for it. But let me say this. New Mexico is getting it all wrong, along with the 17 other states that have now passed this recreational law. You might be spiking the football, celebrating it, but it will slowly change our culture. Or maybe, based upon the sales, quickly more change the culture here than any other place. Or maybe it was already changed. Maybe that's maybe we're going to finally futz, uh, find out what's wrong with stupid here. Okay, <laughs> everyone should be running around with "I'm with stupid." A spokesperson for the agency's El Paso sector said the me the means agents will still regard marijuana as contraband and they will seize it. Oh man, you know, governor's the coolest man. She legalized it. We're good, man. Come on, just got a little call the dogs off, man. Come on, I just bought this. This is primo. You want to try this? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, you don't want to try it? Like, why are you going to take it, man? It's legal. Like, you can hear the conversations. That's almost my best impression, by the way, of anything, I should say, is it's almost exactly that mindset and that mentality. Get this. <clears throat> this is great stuff. New Mexico's legalization of recreational marijuana took effect, but a Border Patrol statement explained that marijuana remains a prohibited drug under the Federal Controlled Substances Act. The El Paso sector includes New Mexico and the two most western of Texas counties, including El Paso. Now, here's something that Democrat and Republican politicians didn't anticipate. The crossover, crossing over. Because nowhere else in the country, as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, that you're going to have 
drug enforcement agencies. You can go to Hildago County. You can go to the other side, but you're going to be crossing over from New Mexico to get in here. Think about that for a sec. I almost feel are uh, the anti-pop people, you, me, and uh, everybody else that that's uh, against this. We should all tell people to go down to Mexico and Juarez at this point. Uh, get stoned, man. Go for the weekend. Yeah, go. And watch them come back. I think it's not a bad idea. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Looking to get these guys in trouble. And there's a lot of you out there. No. Why do you want to get me in trouble in the slammer, bro, in the pinta? No, we well, honestly, we're, 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 we're okay with it. We know nothing will happen to you in New Mexico, but we know what will happen to you in the United States of America. Notice the separation, separation between New Mexico and the rest of the country. You've always wanted it. You've always claimed New Mexico is sort of like its own place. It's unique. It's Albuquerque. It's Fantasse. It's all these wonderful things, right? I don't know that New Mexico is going to be any longer the great escape. And it's not just pot. And it's not just the other issues that we have here in the state, but it actually has something to do with a little more hoity-toity, the people who purchase real estate. And we're going to talk about that with Dowd when we return because Santa, uh, fantasy, Santa Fe is becoming completely and totally unlivable. They've achieved a brand new high for pricing, and it's disturbing, to say the least. Because what we do know is we have the lowest is Santa Fe still one of the lowest graduation rates? Are they still at 54, 53, 54%? Mm, check. Santa Fe County is something absolutely crazy, right? How do you have, remember, what's driving Fantasy in terms of the real estate prices isn't good schools. Remember, these are all trust fund babies of, you know, the 60s and the 70s. We're looking for places to stash their cash have their weird silver hair ponytail relationships that they all have. Remember the the uh, the, the great swinger relationships that were. Uh, I no doubt you have that in the uh, annals of the uh, great uh, rock of talk blast from the morning. We read the that. lifestyle. The lifestyle. Oh yes, welcome to the lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, it is just absolutely incredible what we uh, put up with. Uh, uh, Dowd, uh, set up the rest of the show if you don't mind uh, for everything else. So we'll we'll cut to a break, but. Uh, we've got lots of other items that we're going to get to. What else are we going to touch upon here this afternoon here in the Kiva? Yeah, uh, we have another Florida connected, Florida New Mexico connection. Uh, I took a, an interesting idea by a U.S. senator who's arguing that everybody should pay federal income taxes in order to quote have skin in the game. And I took a look at our income tax in New Mexico, which at least by one measure is the most, you guessed it, progressive in the country. So we're going to unpack those numbers. And we have a lot of other fun stuff. One in particular, I don't know if Mr. Aragon got a chance to see this yet, but the UNM athletics director, uh, he doesn't want unvaxxed kids playing uh, for the University of New Mexico. And oh. he, has, he said some very nasty things. Uh, wait, fact, wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you, we talking about Mr. Nunez? Uh, we were talking about Mr. Nunez. Uh, let's see. No way. In the current He's year worse. that you are in, that is part of the expectation that we live under. And if you don't want to be here because you feel that your reasons in the university don't agree with the reasons or don't meet the criteria, unfortunately, New Mexico is not 
the place for you, according to the athletic My director. My gosh. I thought oh. Eddie would – he might have some thoughts on that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> boy, do I. And actually having uh, known Ed, I almost feel like I should uh, sort of, uh, you know, pass out his phone number, uh, but I won't be doing that. I, I really think that everybody should just blast him on uh, his phone number. I, I will probably say, just to kind of preface uh, what we'll talk about with uh, all of that, is I think that uh, we should probably address uh, who his boss is. Who's your boss? Who's your boss? Yeah, we'll talk about that. When we return right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. For all those feeling it out there, well, we got the uh, brand new legalization here, and here's what you're feeling. 421 back and forth. Seven here in the Kiva, a little Pink Floyd. Uh, we're playing Pink Floyd today, well, for so many reasons, but they announced that Sid Barrett uh, had officially left the group, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Uh, back in 1968 on this day, he was suffering from psychiatric disorders compounded by drug use, and uh, I think that finally allowed them to be uh, finally great. Uh, they were not great with Sid and did so much better uh, after the fact. One of my favorite groups, and uh, you a lot of that prog rock stuff uh, that comes in so good, so good uh, all the time. Uh, D-Dowd Musk uh, uh, here with uh, me as uh, well as we bring him back here into the Kiva alongside me. 427 uh, here in the Kiva as uh, the wind continues to blow and blow uh, pretty hard. Um, we've got to get to this University of New Mexico athletic. I, I think now we can sort of make, and I know Ed, I've had um, the opportunity to connect with him here at Duggins, which is one of the places I like to go. I fancy, fancy a little fancy breakfast burrito. I don't mind paying a little extra for uh, the uh, the good man that owns it, the proprietor over at Duggins. And I've run into Ed over there. And, you know, I, I guess I wouldn't have generally have spoken publicly about this uh, before, but based upon what I'm hearing from Ed Nunez, who's recommending that every person needs to be um, 
vaccinated is that it seemed to me that his boss, Michelle Lujan Grisham, would be driving, you know, this decision making. And there's no doubt that he is. And I think he's playing right into her hand, which is, uh, you know, she rules with an iron fist, uh, as most demagogues do. Would he be saying this in a more natural athletic department environment? Let's not forget that Michelle uh, Lujan Grisham is responsible, Dowd, for uh, the final uh, nail in the coffin for the University of New Mexico soccer program. Right. She did. She had the opportunity to bring that back, decided not to. That's something that we could have uh, done. I don't know if she was thinking that it was going to eat into the bottom line of New Mexico United or what it is. We've been in two, a couple of national championships or I think final fours. So something to be considered uh, all there. But you have to understand, I think, as far as athletes and recruiting and all these other things, if you're a coach or you're in any way affiliated with university, and this is why I love this is why I love New Mexico. And I'm not being facetious. I, I, I really do love it because there's just so much incredible stupidity that is going on. And I'm a native. I've been here. I've lived here. I love it. This is the way it is. But I love the stupid decision making. And when you get a guy from the University of Miami and Ed Nunez, who's, you know, overall a pretty likable guy and, you know, pretty agreeable and it returns phone calls. And, you know, I've sort of, I sort of feel like dumbass, you're kind of going to get what's going to come to you. People aren't going to support your program and there's no reason for me to support your program if you're not making those types of decisions that are true big one, big division one uh, 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 programs. I think we should go full, full on uh, division one double A. I think even in that realm, we probably wouldn't play very well. Um, North Dakota State and the rest of those teams would continue to probably roll us. I think Montana is now uh, a Division One AA school. But l- let me say this. We are not competing at that level. And I think a lot of people recognize that. How much more difficult, like, let's say if you're a local, I know the Y songs I went to school with their dad, Adam, uh, over at St. Pius before he transferred to Mariate, Mariate. And uh, he is got to be second guessing how well the university of new mexico can do when you have kids who are like gatorade players of the year here in the state of new mexico playing over at, at cleveland high school and you realize that it's going to impact your recruiting kids want to win and it impacts the long no matter how much they love the state no matter how much they want to play in front of the, the people that they love they ultimately want to win last year for the football team was abysmal the basketball team even with a great coach and i can't say he is great, but I will I will say he is great because I expect uh, great things from uh, uh, Richard Patino for the U- University of New Mexico. We were lucky to land him. I don't know that Richard Patino feels that lucky, and he's not going to uh, come out and necessarily say you know such a thing. I think th- this is very very disturbing. Uh, Dowd, uh, let us uh, have some more insight, uh, if you will, into the story. Well, Eddie, I, I, I I'm not a super sports guy, but as it relates to college publicly funded colleges, I, I, I do certainly have an interest in that. And uh, as it relates to the uh, owner of this station and the host of the program, uh, who uh, cares very deeply about his alma mater and, and and knows Mr. Nunez, this one really jumped off the screen at me last night when I was putting together the Daily Blast, uh, covered by KOB, Albuquerque uh, affiliate, uh, what are they, the ABC or what are they, NBC? Uh, it's all the same. Uh, UNM Athletics Director talks vaccine mandate upcoming renovations. And this is a kind of a nasty statement. I'll read it again if I didn't do a good enough job before. Uh, UNM Athletics Director Eddie Nunez spoke to us uh, about the vaccine requirements Tuesday afternoon. Quote, in the current year we are in, that is part of the expectation that we live under. 
Okay, I'll try to avoid commentary as I'm going. Uh, lots of us are not expecting vaccine mandates and didn't didn't support them from day one. But okay, I'll, I'm just going to read it straight. I I'll be I'll be good. I'll be professional. I'll read all the way straight through. Quote: In the current year we are in, that is part of the expectation that we live under. And if you don't want to be here because you feel that your reasons and the university doesn't agree with the reasons, whether medical or religious, or doesn't meet that criteria, then unfortunately, New Mexico is not the place for you. I don't know. Do you grow a college a college athletics program by encouraging think, people to, to not come Nunez to you? I think Nunez needs to resign. I will text him uh, such a thing. I think uh, I, I would uh, expect his resignation because he's not doing what's what, – what's the purpose of athletics? I think they're $10 million in the red. Have you looked at the, the red-black uh, versions? No ticket sales, no people going in. What What is his job? His job is to bring increased revenue because the athletic department at the University of New Mexico doesn't actually serve a function any longer. It used to, the top 40, 50 programs in football and basketball pay for all the rest of the programs across the country. The University of New Mexico is a joke. If I were Richard Pitino, that's the writing on the wall for me. It's either me or him. My dad coached at the University of Kentucky, University of Louisville, like we know what big programs expect. I think Sienna, I mean, you know, Rick Patino, senior. If you're a football coach, well, you got Danny Gonzalez. He's from here. I doubt Danny, knowing him and having uh, grown up and uh, played with him, would probably be on board with this. And I, I would say that, you know, the relationship between Nunez and probably Gonzalez and Nunez and, and Patino is probably pretty amicable. So think about this for a sec. If you were thinking about winning championships and putting butts in the seat, which is the sole purpose of the athletic department, you don't put butts in the seats unless you're winning. That is not the statement that comes from Ed Nunez, who should resign today. How does that look for him going anywhere else in the country? If you were to do a press release to all 343 or whatever number of universities, that are out there, the Division One basketball and however many, 107, I think, uh, football universities that are out there. Do you think anybody would hire Ed Nunez? The answer would be no. It is a money maker. The NCAA is not about virtue signaling. That's the difference here. That's where the why in the road is. But he is making that statement in an adapted environment, one in which Michelle Lujan Grisham whirls with an iron fist and says, I will do what she asked me to do and keep the peace. Maybe he's waiting for a raise. Maybe he's making sure that he's going to be richly rewarded in his next contract before he decides to pick up and move sticks and go someplace else. Maybe he'll have an explanation so that he can say, well, you know what? I'm really good at towing the line and I'm really good at sort of keeping the peace and I won't step out of line. Maybe that if I'm, if you're that type of, you know, uh, governor uh, who's going to hire me, I'm, I'm totally on board with it. The regents should demand who are constantly figuring out new ways all the time of figuring out ways to make ends meet. Well, the University of New Mexico Athletic Department can't play for it, uh, pay for itself. Dow, uh, while I take a couple of quick phone calls, look up the stats, if you would, on the athletic department being in the red and the black, how long it's been in the red for, and how we have no way pointing north going forward in the University of New Mexico Lobo Athletic Club. Think about them. How are you going to raise money and raise the inspiration to get people on board to join. Hey, the Lobo Club. Yeah, we're going to lose again, everybody. Uh, we've got a mandatory vax. we got this uh, vaccine culture and virtue signaling and 
you know, Black Lives Matter and all the other. Nobody cares about that. We don't want you to take a knee while the Air Force is out on the football field. That's under your watch, Ed Nunez. You are now responsible because now you have put yourself in a position specifically where the virtue signaling is more important than the W's and the L's. 550, 50, 500. Caller, you were in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to back you up on that uh, stupidity comment about New Mexico. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. I, I, love, right I, love, I love the echoes. Appreciate that. How are you, how are you DB? Everything good? What do you, what do you think about this? I, what, what's the sole I, purpose I, of the athletic department? I, not, not that you have ever watched an athletic contest, probably, over at the I university. Have. Oh, okay. I, I have. I've, I have. Well, let me give you. Uh, I, I have uh, many times on your various uh, local radio stations made the comment publicly so that people could hear it and I could be held accountable that the only reason that your University of New Mexico exists is as a money slush fund for whoever, whomever needs money in the various uh, government uh, agencies, uh, workers, uh, etc. In the state of New Mexico, and your. Uh, in other words, it is. It is an honest to goodness racketeering outfit organized crime continuing criminal enterprise that's what the university of new mexico is and your state would be a hundred times better off if you just closed it or at least sold it to a private uh, sold it as a private business i think that's good uh, we'll hear from david later uh, i think that's uh, probably not too far off uh, on that comment thanks for the uh, phone call david and thanks for the echo doubt yeah. go ahead uh, yeah, Eddie, uh, I, I got to admit, uh, you know, just not being a sports guy, I'm nowhere near as up on this as I as I should be. But uh, last year, but it, you don't the, need to be because we don't really uh, technically uh, the athletic department doesn't exist any longer. The moment that <laughs> statement comes out, it's not an athletic department; it's a virtue signaling department. Yes, uh, according to the Daily Lobo, which is a newspaper on campus, the U.S. government had to bail out via stimulus money the athletics department uh, last year. They received $10 million for the 2021 fiscal year as a result of the second round of, of the STEMI payments. Uh, and yet, in spite of the infusion of aid, the department still expects to fall short by the end of this uh, current fiscal year. We are now in the fiscal year after that, uh, according to Eddie Nunez, it's not going to give us everything we're looking for, but it is allowing us to make up for some lost revenue. Even with the $10 million, we're still looking at anywhere between a $1 million and a $3 million loss this year. Boy, they're in trouble. <laughs> wow. Is he drunk? Do you think he's drunk or doing drugs? The fair, it's a fair assessment when you are bottom line driven and you're running an entire department that's in the red and you didn't even know, despite these STEMI payments, to the tune of $10 million. I knew we were in that neighborhood. You know, get like you got to be stupid or on drugs at this point, or you're just waiting. There's there's three explanations for this: stupid, on drugs, or I think most importantly, are you so afraid of the governor that you're going to do everything that she says? If you were to pick one of those three callers, uh, you're welcome to call in five fifty fifty five hundred. Uh, this is uh, great. I I I think. I think we've hit pay dirt, uh, if you will, even if the athletic department uh, has not. Uh, <clears throat> UNM, athletic, uh, UNM Athletics is a joke. So unjabbed kids can play at a real school and dominate the Lobos. Nice job there, Nunez. That's exactly right. They come in unjabbed and they still have to take the court. Why do our kids have to be forced into the jab and the culture that you're creating with? Now, remember, University of New Mexico, when it comes to politics, whatever that might mean. It's, it's, it's loosely interpreted. I don't know. You could comment on education, healthcare, I don't know, spaceport. 
if you want to have an opinion about something at the University of New Mexico, and I believe it's one of the first universities to establish this, you must only be able to comment in what's called a free speech zone. Would somebody want to know if a former mayoral candidate and someone who's a native New Mexican, would somebody want to know if uh, his words mean anything when calling for the resignation of athletic department leader? I would think so. I would think that my, uh, I don't think I have the heft of uh, your sheriff, little Manny or Tim Keller. But I think somebody would want to know that as something that is bringing the community together. In the spirit of under athletics and everyone's a Lobo wolf, wolf, wolf and hail to the new, I can still sing the fight song. I bet Eddie Nunez can. Oh, next time I see him, he's going to throw his burrito. He's going to throw his $9 burrito at me. <laughs> and I don't care. He can, he can afford those $9 burritos. They're, they're good. I like them because I like the guy who makes them. I don't mind paying twice as much because, you know, I don't get all that crappy potato. Did I tell you about that? I told you about the uh, Rhinosex over at uh, Golden Pride, Golden Corral, or whatever you want to. Oh, what is it? Golden something. Okay. Yeah, Golden Pride. Sorry. Pride. Just having a, I haven't been spending much time in New Mexico as I don't want to be filled. I don't want some transgender person with black nails and purple hair serving me my four and a half, five and a half dollar burrito with a pound of potatoes and I can't find the bacon and there's one egg. I, I don't want that on tortillas that were made a day ago. I don't want it. I will spend twice as much to go on a Duggins and, you know, get a, a breakfast burrito. Totally fine with that. And I'll wait twice, three, four times, five times longer. No problem. Some of those burritos are just, they'd roll them up and just toss them out. There it is. Purple hair. Go get it out. And the, the, the people who are walking out the orders, you have to tell them what you order because they're just running out of the door over on the universe or at Lomas when they, they're just running out the door with bags. I've got an order. <laughs> and there's a line that goes out into Lomas. Lomas. They're all there waiting for the burritos. No. I mean, burrito. I don't know. Just get it out. I made it. I went to meet to order. Nothing's made to order. I like the Rhino Six. Nothing bad on them. It's just trying to do what they can, I suppose. So will Lobo fans see players collapse on the field and court after their boosters are taken? Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. question. How many different athletes uh, did we see on the, on the pitch? Right, <laughs> on the pitch. Well, well Eddie. Like, you it, have it, the lexicon. Uh, uh, let's not forget the retiree last year who suddenly had heart problems. Mm-hmm. The Eldorado High School, uh, Mr. Sandoval, right? Suddenly retired, like out of nowhere, had to go in for an EKG or something. Sad, right? Would he have had the same medical diagnoses? And he's willing to stick his neck out uh, to go ahead and say, "Would uh, you know my my playing career probably wouldn't have been cut short if I didn't take the vaccine?" Is he ever going to say that? No way. It's just not going to happen. That would that wouldn't be online with the uh, the PC culture around here. I'm I'm very glad the texter uh, referenced that health issue, myocarditis, and potentially, of course, there's so many other things we don't know about decades from now uh, from these uh, this alleged vaccine. What I did in today's blast when I when I posted the link to the Nunez interview right after that, I posted a press release that was issued by UNM, and I I I I thought that I and I know we have a very sophisticated subscribership, and I hope I made things very, very clear by putting those two, by juxtaposing those two, because the next link after the Eddie Nunez one 
was a press release from UNM, important information regarding minors on campus. So they're very concerned about the health of young people. Uh, the UNM campus is proud to host aspiring academics this summer and scholars of all ages. Uh, with these opportunities comes a great responsibility to ensure that minors on campus are safe. Uh, this is an extensive document, talks about the background checks that are required. You need to register your minor if your minor is going to be on campus. Anyone who interacts with the minors has to have background checks. You also have to be, if you're a program leader, you have to have training to interact with the minors. If you're an external organization conducting uh, something like a camp on campus, you have to have background checks for your people and undergo training. They're very, very concerned about minors on campus this summer being safe at the same time that they are requiring the injection of a gene therapy vaccine to their uh, student athletes, which definitely poses more risk to them than the basically zero risk that COVID poses to these young, healthy people. That was my juxtaposition of the day. I wanted those two headlines to be right next to each other so people could appreciate the irony. Uh, let's see. Let's just think about Dowd's positioning of those of the, the, the two stories right by each other, okay? And let's assume for, for a second that uh, Dowd is politically driven, okay? Dowd, uh, you know, he's making these things crash together and... Uh, you know, there's the, I don't know why he's trying to make it say that. Okay. He's not trying to make it say that. It says it on its own, says the prevailing opinion of the entire United States of America at this point. Our opinion is in the majority everywhere else, but it is in the minority here. Let me repeat that. We're not the crazy ones. If you believe the crap that's being pushed out by the state of New Mexico and the University of New Mexico, if you believe this crap and you're on board with the masking, the and they're not even on board in California or anywhere else, uh, Nevada, Arizona, anywhere else, but you're on board with it. And you should just see the idiotic people that are all over, you know, the, I mean, people just ripping off their masks everywhere in Las Vegas and, and, and everywhere. They don't even care. They don't even, you hardly see anybody with masks. but here, you see people walking all the time. I see people, I see idiots standing outside with their masks on. We are in the majority. You're the stupid ones. And I, 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 I'm, I'm saying that to you. you. You truly are stupid. The prevailing information, the mass amount of information that is out there is literally telling you what doubt is already positioning. And we shouldn't have to justify it. Because it's not being justified anywhere else. The proof is in the pudding. Anybody know where Burke, Burks or Fauci is? Anybody know where uh, the lawsuits are on Pfizer and the disclosures and how much we're talking about COVID? You're just bearing this? Absolutely uh, ridiculous. 550, 5500. It's 550, 5500. If you uh, just joining us, I called for the resignation of Eddie Nunez at the, as the athletic director. Uh, I will also be sending him to the uh, uh, a text uh, to that extent. And We'll see uh, if how much that bell is going to go ahead and be wrong. I think it's something that we are starved for is success in our football program and our basketball programs. Overall, we're starved for some level of success so that we can put butts in the seats and people aren't going to this. And we shouldn't have to go ahead and have this uh, war or the uh, protection of the uh, quote unquote minority, the least amongst us. 
who gets to go ahead and rattle everybody's cages because, oh, anybody who walks out without a mask, doesn't have a vax, doesn't care about her health. It's up to you, fat boy, fat girl, fat old lady, fat old man to protect your health. And if you were that worried about it, you wouldn't be hanging out the bingos, smoking the pot or continuing to down cheese fries while you need your little vax. It's funny how we haven't focused on uh, physical health. In fact, we trail in that too, folks. The only state that's worse than the state of New Mexico in terms of physical health, that'd be Louisiana. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com. Yeah, on this day back in, uh, I don't know, what was it? Uh, 72, 73, Waterloo. Yeah. In fact, ABBA got nominated again. That's the... Uh, the Swedish supergroup known as ABBA. We, of course, love them. I love I, I love looking at ABBA, I should say. <laughs> but um, I always tell Dowd that all the time. Uh, 1974, they won the Eurovision Song Contest with that song, launching their international career. 449, back and forth, a rap first hour. Stewart, uh, bringing him up. He married George Hamilton. Yeah, the great tanned one. Got myself a little bit of a George Hamilton tan. Uh, look, folks, I, I didn't miss uh, any work uh, during this entire time uh, that we were there. And I, even when I was on vacation, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's not forget, uh, even while I was on vacation, right, I was still working. I was doing live broadcasts from both El Paso and Las Vegas, Nevada. So there you go. But uh, he uh, married... Actor George Hamilton's ex-wife, Alana Hamilton. Is she hot? She's got to be hot, right? Uh, George, Rod Stewart's ugly, weird, and has a lot of money, So, yes. and he's a rock star. So, I mean, you got Mick Jagger, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, uh, man, he's, he's, he's got a bunch of them. Uh, they had a daughter and a son and divorced in 84. So, um, you know, he knocked out what he needed to, has the payments to, to prove it. And what, what's Rod, the, how old is Rod now? Is he, is he approaching 80 at this point? Oh, he's not a young man. No, he's not. Uh, he's not a young man. So I think he uh, ended up. Didn't he move? He moved on from George Hamilton's ex-wife to uh, Stacy's mom. Yeah, Stacy's uh, yes. mom, who has it going on. There you go. As a five foot eight, uh, inch Rod man, is seventy-seven. Whoa. There you go, seventy-seven. As a five foot eight inch man with an average IQ, I've never felt so tall and so smart until moving to New Mexico. Very funny. <laughs> See what you did there. There it is. Nunez has sold out. Is afraid of a little midget in office. For now, up north. They're coming to take me away. They're coming to take me away. I'm here. The state of New Mexico is giving $500 to $1,000 to help us with gas for our cars. 
Was that true? Is that what happened when I was gone for a day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've been singing for the last two years, uh, stimmy, 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 stimmy song, stimmy, 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 stimmy all day long. Uh, maybe the federal stimmy is over, but we're going to get two, I'm going to get two $250 payments from the roundhouse. Woohoo! Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, you're, of course, being sarcastic, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to get those payments, I'll, I'll, like a lot of other New Mexicans, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm very angry about that. I think <laughs> yes. that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna, hey, I can go to my dispensary, my local dispensary now, and, and spend it can all on weed. Can you do yeah. the math? I, I can't do this, but can you do the math on this? Would you do this for me, Dad? Uh, very uh, quickly. Do the math on the amount that it costs to fill up the tank of gas when Michelle Lujan Grisham took office. Okay. okay. So that would be January of 2019. 2019. Yep. And then uh, the amount of money that it takes to fill up a, a gas tank, a 22 gallon average. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll cut it in the middle, 25 to 20. Okay. And it's smaller for whatever, but 25 to 20, so we'll cut it at 22. And then the gas prices as of April 1st, 2022. Okay. And we want to see the difference in that and how quickly it will take to get to the amount of money that would have been refunded. My guess my guess, based upon what I know about gas prices, is that she is essentially buying you the gas so you're not feeling the pinch of when she started office for probably, I'd say probably the break-even point, maybe June, July, June, July, probably right around then. So the break-even is she's picking up half of your gas for the year when she started office and you're half. This is another way of getting you to go along with her new green energy agenda. I know you don't see it that way, but she does. Do you sleep at all, Eddie? You get an incredible amount done every single day. <laughs> uh, Eddie, should they rob Tim Keller? I did not say that. I did not say that. I just said anybody who's a pure high on your own supply or, you know, 5.4 million, whatever that is. I guess you get, yeah, it's ridiculous. Eddie, I used to think New Mexico are the worst drivers, but then I went to Louisiana. They have us beat hands down, uh, downright scary. So <laughs> there you go, uh, Dowd. Um, the break-even point, what, what's the gas po uh, portion? I could be able to do it really, really quick. Yeah, uh, it's tough. The, 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 the AAA does a historical look back nationally, but not by state. Uh, what I could confirm is that a year ago today, New Mexico was at 285 a gallon. Okay. Uh, and now it's 410. 2.85 minus 4.1. So buck 25, buck 25 times 22, 27.5 a week, roughly, because everybody has to essentially do it. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, said 500 to a thousand. Well, there you go. I nailed it right on the, almost on the button. Literally, <laughs> you're like the third week in July for the break even point based upon, I mean, I just did the math in my head. So, uh, there you go. Back after the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA ABQ.FM. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ. Uh -huh. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Say Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm AM600KIDABQ.FM, RockerTalk.com. Hour 2 coming at you from the ABQ, as well as D.Dot Muska from the Northeast Heights, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget to download our app at RockerTalk.tv and RockerTalk.com. Apologize for the uh, intermittence there on the uh, satellites. That's what you happen uh, happen to have when you have uh, that 40-mile-an-hour win. And uh, our guy, Dan the Electric Man, uh, needs to stabilize that satellite maybe a little bit better. He is listening and all the time loves this radio station. But uh, come on, Dan, get it done, bro. Um, we we're not blaming anybody. We don't point fingers. Hey, when you point one at me, you're pointing for it yourself. No. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. E-Dowd Muska. Uh, let me give you the exact breakdown, uh, how I got there. So I was figuring 500 to 1,000. Let's just figure 750. 750 puts you, that's where I got to the second week in July. That is exactly where it's at, 6.35. How do I get there? They take the 22 gallons against the approximately $27.5 that it's going to cost. Remember, it's a buck 25 against the, the 22, and that's how much more you're spending. When you go from, hey, it's $50 to $77 for gas. Yeah, it's crazy, right? That's a lot of money. That's a lot. I could have got another hit over at the, they just legalized it. No, she should kick some of that back to it. So you run that across the year. Okay, at 750, that puts you 6.31. That puts you in the, I don't know, first third, which is going to be, you know, July 9th. Okay, that's the break-even point for that. You go to $1,000. So depending upon what you're going to get. Now, from what I can tell you, I don't think there's going to be a survey that's going out, right, Dow, that's going to say something along the, to the effect of um, you aren't going to get this money because you don't own a car. Right. You're not going to get this money because you, you or you are going to get this money because you own two cars. OK, so if you're a family of four and you have six cars. OK, you can only drive so many miles. In, and and by the way, if I'm not mistaken, Dow, go back into the annals to, to look at this. But I believe New Mexico has either like the third or the fourth most miles driven per yes. person. In the yeah, I remember when we confirmed that last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So in reference to all, all that kind of stuff. So roughly on average, I think it's like 287 miles a week is what you're driving. I don't know where, I don't know what you guys are. Why are you driving everywhere all the time? Your little gas goes through. You don't need to drive it. The, the bus is free. Okay. So for the bus is free people. They still get the 750 to a thousand bucks. Okay. This is what's called in New Mexico buying an election. This is buying an election. George Bush did this back in uh, 2005, 2006. That's right. Okay? It's not just a uh, reserve for Democrats. Republican, we're going to put, we're going to give the money back to the people. So if your break-even point is on $1,000, it's about 8.31 on the same 22 average gas tanks uh, size. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I don't even know how much I put in. I never pay attention. I don't know. And we know that you can't use your EBT card. Is that correct for gas? Is that correct? I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. I believe that, that, that that's correct as well. Regardless of whether or not you own a car, regardless of if you do own a car and you don't pay insurance, which there's a lot of you out there who don't, I think, uh, I think we have the highest or second highest uninsured drivers who are driving around with uninsured vehicles. So imagine being stoned out of your mind. You have the additional money, $110 for the average insurance. Remember, you're spending more insurance. Uh, we're one of the highest, I think, in the country based upon an income basis. I think we're the highest, if I'm not mistaken, against the income. 
how much money we pay for car insurance just because of the traffic fatalities, DWI, and the number of stolen cars. I think Albuquerque is literally the highest against its income. Meaning if you take a median income, how much you spend against it. These numbers are important. I'm an economist, folks. Pay attention. You get to the second week in August if you get a thousand bucks. Now, for those of you who don't own a car, for those of you who don't pay insurance, you get a thousand bucks to go spend on pot. No one's going to follow you around asking you how you're going to spend this money. They already know you're stupid enough to take that additional 750, 500, a thousand bucks, depending upon where you're at, to go ahead and run it back directly to them to buy. Mota from the uh, from from the government. All expensive and stuff, no? Folks, Albuquerque, New Mexico is my favorite place in the world. <laughs> there is so much stupidity here. It's like it's an embarrassment of riches. Oh, Rico, see why? Mentally ill politicians, incredibly stupid undereducated people. And I do mean, I want to, let, let's, let's distinctively say that undereducated, meaning even if you get an education, you're still undereducated because if we were to take a test to kind of across the board and rate where we're at, despite, don't you know, we have all the smart guys here. Well, the PhDs are all here. You know, I think they are. We're like all rich and stuff because of the, the PhDs and the bomb. Lanos over there, I, my, you know, Pedro got a, a job up in Los Alamos. For those of you who think I'm being racist, I guarantee you I'm going to go find a guy by the name of Peter. Pedro up in Los Alamos who's cleaning the toilets. Yeah. It's a hard reality, isn't it, folks? It sucks to hear it. You guys are about to reelect Michelle Lujan Grisham. Or maybe you're going to get white boy Ron Kitty. He's going to save the day. No. Somebody. Folks, I, I can't impress upon you how much I think that New Mexico just isn't going to change. You cannot change the state unless you change the city of Albuquerque. Period. As Albuquerque goes, the rest of the state goes. Whatever's happening at the corner of San Pedro and Central over there might as well be happening everywhere in the entire state. And these people are uninformed. I think we have a, a literacy rate, uh, one of the lowest in the country, one of the highest pregnancy rates, one of the most drug dependent, mostly uh, uh, most welfare dependent. You ever heard about the death spiral state? You might remember us being noted back in 2014. Uh, I don't know that there was ever an update because it was so bad. There's 1.42 takers for every maker. When it comes to amount of money that's paid out by the federal government, nobody gets paid to do more stupid things than the state of New Mexico. Folks, it's an embarrassment of riches. Don't be surprised when the governor decides to pay you directly for you to offload that guilt so that you could go ahead and pay for the extra money that she has added to the gas. Why? Well, let's start here. The Energy Transition Act. How much is that going to cost you? The number of jobs that are out. The advancement from a, remember, I'm putting this under quotes, the advancement. I, I think it's archaic. It's nutty. It's absolutely insane considering, like if you knew this was going to come and we didn't know it was going to come. 
the great comeuppance for New Mexico and the rest of the country and the liberals. We're never going to be able to pay for the policy decisions that are being done. You just heard at the very top of the hour, Joe Biden, the educational stuff. Go to this website. I was like, I was like texting USA Networks right away. I'm like, do not advance the president's agenda by giving out because they're stupid people and they're everywhere, folks. And you don't need a sixth sense to understand that. They're absolutely everywhere. And they're taking that website and they're running to it. I don't want to pay for education. I don't want to pay for gas. Oh, by the way, we were the very last ones in terms of deciding to allow the landlord. You, you can't buy investment property here because the landlords, they can't get the rent paid from their guys because you had the rent holiday because of COVID. And it wasn't even that bad. But the governor made it. And not, Michelle Lujan Grisham's laughing, folks. Her people must have an incredibly difficult time hearing all this truth. And they're like, oh, it's okay. People who are sympathetic uh, or unsympathetic towards that, he already took out the radio tower, hit his transmitter, made sure that he wasn't off of, and we don't need all this truth getting out anywhere. Meanwhile, they're going to come out with some big surprise commercials. The Republican Party is going to do release. Did, you, did we ever find a, a marijuana release from the Republican Party? Ooh, I haven't checked today. Let me check. We got to see if, uh, <laughs> if they did. I doubt, I doubt there was. Because uh, Republicans are in bed with the Democrats. They're one in the same. They're one in the absolute same. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Um, I think that Eddie Nunez really got me way off base. That, that, that makes me so angry, Dowd. I don't even know what to say anymore. Now I regret doing it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, let's talk about uh, the city of Albuquerque's aviation department. Um, this is interesting, but shouldn't be, again, surprising, an embarrassment of riches. More bad news. Uh, keep saying it. Remember, if you don't want to talk about the bad news, it's the same as advancing. And if you do want to talk about bad news, then you are against the stop bagging, start bragging crew who's, you know, whoa, that's, that's like a sin here. They, these people are practically the Chamber of Commerce. You want to see what's going on? Look at all the cool things those ladies are doing. New report from City Workers. This uh, coming from Kirky, K-R-Q-E. Quirky. New report shows city workers, the Albuquerque International Sunport may have been padding their time cards day after day. <laughs> There's nobody in the airport. There's literally nobody. There's nobody. There's like literally there's nobody. They shut down the places where you guys can, can go and eat, drink. Like they shut them down at six o'clock. The TSA... They whittle it down to one line at 6 p.m. I'm not making any of this up. Nobody's traveled as much as I have. And let me tell you, they have been restricting the lines as much as they possibly can. If you go to places like Las Vegas, if you go to Phoenix, if you go to Denver, if you go to San Antonio, Texas, if you go to any of these places, busy, 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 busy. It's Keystone Cops everywhere, everywhere. Not at the Albuquerque International. I don't even know. You get rid of the international because there's nothing international there. Sunport. No, wait, wait. I digress. There are international flights. I track them. One of my favorite things to do is to run flight tracker while I'm on the plane itself to see how fast we're going. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's good. They have to do it. Flight tracker 24. Get it. I just renewed. Okay. Very important. You can track all these flights. There are flights that fly out of New Mexico that fly straight down to Mexico. 
No tail numbers, but you can wow. see if it's a Gulfstream, five, six, or seven that's coming through. You can get that, or um, I figure we've got the other jets that are coming through. Those are going down. So that is international, okay? Remember, I think our uh, direct flight to Guadalajara, Guanajuato, or Guanaguana, I don't know. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Dow, those, those flights lasted all of two months. Yes, because literally nobody there was no commerce going back and forth between our sister city down there that's our sister city like no there was nothing nothing happening (laughs) yeah but here we go let's get to this report from uh krqe hey pedro ratted us out doubt why you gotta tell on us tattle tells man Why you got to tell on us? No. The investigation found time card discrepancy. That's a big word. Discrepancies among employees and evidence of misconduct through timekeeping related to two employees. Just two. That's enough. That's enough to just go scorched earth on the aviation department. Why is there a sudden interest in the aviation department? Doesn't the city of Albuquerque pay its police officers? And I mean, they overtime that they got. I mean, six figures. I think it was like 160 police officers who are making six figures. And all they're doing is like filling out insurance. I mean, if I was a police officer at this point, given how, how much they have outgunned our police officers and all the DOJ stuff, I just write reports too. Yeah, I'm going to go check out stolen stuff. Yeah. Same, same street. Yeah. Same guy, probably. I'll just, you know, they have like ditto machines in their car. They just, same thing. Yeah, I just, you know, I copied it from the other report. It's the same thing. Same guy. We can't find him. I can't run fingerprints on the guy. And if I try to detain him, they're going to let him out anyway. Yeah, no big deal. It's crime. We're just doing it to make sure that the ins- they can get the insurance. <laughs> oh, where do we live? Where do we live? According to the report, one employee went into work at least 15 minutes later than their recorded clock in time. What kind of clock-ins do we have over there? You can go to Office Max. Oh, no, we don't have Office Max. You can go to Office Deep. Oh, wait, we don't have Office Deep. Wait, do we have any place that we can actually shop for Office products anymore? Are there any place that's even open? Oh, no, we don't. Because there's nobody occupying any office. There's no small businesses. There's no business in general. Oh, stop bagging. Start bragging, Eddie. Just make it happen. If I talk about how good business is here, Dowd, then I think it's just going to, I don't know, it's its going to, I'm going to manifest it. That's the new <laughs> word from these woke people. Yes, manifest. Manifest. <laughs> they say they love the word, oh, I just manifested. I just, wishful thinking. I just, I wiggle my nose, you know. I dream of Albuquerque, right? Or I manifest it. And then they, whenever they want to put the ixnay on you, it's toxic. Yes, yes. The woke, woke crowd over there is toxic. Manifest, toxic, just wishful thinking. Stop bagging, start bragging. You make it all happen. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Here we go. Report found employees' key cards being used while they were off work and people sharing login credentials on the time card system. Investigators also received a recorded conversation among staff about one of the employees in question. A staffer said they knew about the issue, but said they can never clock in on time. That's what they do. But because they're so good at core functions of their job, everybody kind of lets it go. What about salaries? Does anybody know what a salary is? No, it's not the stuff that you use for peanut butter with the munchies. No, no salaries. What about just salarizing these guys? Why are we asking people to clock in if this is such a complicated function? I didn't realize we needed to do some micromanagement. We have employee separation and social distancing. If I'm, if I'm an, an attorney at this point, 
I pick up these guys and say, why are we picking on these two? I want a full investigation before you do sort of do the cram down on my guys. And I want a, uh, why are these two people being picked on? And I'd find somebody to pick on inside the department because I know the city of Albuquerque is full of money. And I would get paid to shut up because I guarantee where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm sure the fire goes all the way up to the top because it's a culture of failure. Quote Jeremy McGuire, I'm cloaked in failure. Yes, that's the city of Albuquerque. That's the state of New Mexico. There it is. It's all right there. You have to change culture, folks. How hard is that to do? Well, it's impossible when you got too many people riding the gravy train. The entire city of Albuquerque, top to bottom, pick your departments. Do I want to go ahead and abolish certain departments in the city of Albuquerque? Because they do nothing. Yes, uh, Eddie Aragon's a racist because he wants to establish uh, or abolish, excuse me, the Office of Equity and Inclusion. What's it for? Office of Equity and Inclusion? You don't have one single department head before I ran for the city of Albuquerque mayor who was African-American. Now suddenly every single thing is coming up African-American. Black lives suddenly matter post-election. Oh, Eddie Aragon called it out. He wanted to be the first black mayor. But I digress. Let's go back to talking about the city of Albuquerque Aviation Department. What else is there? A lack of people that are coming through. There's no jobs. Why not fix on a salary? Why not do some sort of, uh, they used to do something called cost. I think it's called cost utilization or something like that, right? Why are we going after the employees? This is always interesting. Why was this investigation done? Do you know how quickly I would be firing the people who are in charge of that aviation department? I would never fire the employees, ever. No, you can't blame them for what's happening. They're doing it because, why does a dog, anyway, doubt I, we always go there. I yes, always go. <coughs> yeah. Why? Because it can, because it does, because you have enabled that level of culture. That's in every department. I guarantee you take that same swath and you go across every department in the city of Albuquerque and will find that same crap there. Funny you should say that, Mr. Aragon. Oh, I, I have I a couple of examples right up here in my computer screen uh, because the Albuquerque Office of Inspector General, uh, I'm just going to throw a, a couple your way. Uh, uh, please 2019, do. Uh, Office of Inves uh, Inspector General in Investigation finds an employee at the Albuquerque Museum stealing money from the parking lot's pay box. Uh, 2021, we have discussed this before. Solid waste employee caught sleeping in his car. Uh, he was actually followed around by the IG's office. They followed him for three days. Uh, instead of killing weeds, the employee's vehicle was idle anywhere from four to six hours of their eight-hour shift. They wasted more than $400 in fuel for the car sitting idly. Uh, meanwhile, he got paid nearly $3,000 for work he never performed. Ah, there you go. Any more examples, Dowd? Of course <laughs> oh, that's there. <laughs> Please don't My stop. go on forever. No. Oh, no, we'll we'll stop atheist. there for now. But, uh, poor, it, the, but Eddie, it's this, it's this ridiculous fantasy that, uh, you know, a young energetic mayor like Tim Keller is going to, you know, make the, we're a smart city. As far as I can tell, Eddie, there's been no improvement in the actual management of the city. Maybe things are worse under Keller. I think there was a certain mayor candidate uh, who was running to become city manager. Maybe it needs one, uh, Dowd. Um, there you go. And I believe, that? if I'm not mistaken, uh, what's the, the head person? Sar Sarita. My name is Sarita. Sounds like a great flavor to put on my uh, 
<laughs> did I tell you about what I had yesterday? Like, I had these like Asian noodles. I'd love to put Sarita sauce on the Asian noodles. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Couldn't stop it. <clears throat> yeah, here we go. Here, here come the the guys, the naysayers. They're all jumping in. Speaking of your radio towers, anybody complain about the quality of reception lately? It's been horrible. Lots of stuff. Yes, because we're at two thousand watts. You idiot. Yes, I call my uh, I call my guys idiots all the time because you know how many times have I had to repeat this stuff? Here we go. Uh, let's see. More free money, and they're sending everyone, even the ones that don't work, to have a car. Uh, everything for free in New Mexico. Why working? Most are working from home. Let's see. Speed camera failure, University of New Mexico 2010 study. Doubt apparently you know about this. Bassan interview on KRQE. Um, they don't like uh, Brooke Bassan. I don't know. There's something happening here. Uh, here is uh, coming from the city of Albuquerque Institute. Oh, there it is, Dowd. The uh, Institute for Social Research right there. <laughs> Whatever that is. Well, I don't, where is the Institute for Social Research? Paul Guerin. Dang, Eddie, I thought we were tight. I don't know who this is. I don't know who's texting it. Just a number. You're just a number. Say your name on the bottom. So I know who you are. Prepared for the city of Albuquerque office of the mayor. Red light cameras have been in use since October 24, 2004 until May 10, 20, uh, May 2010. We're used at 20 intersections. Uh, bottom line is the overall goal of study to report on the safety use of the RLC, whatever that is, which is the red light cameras, is one of the countermeasures available to impact the incidence of red light running. Remember, we just passed the red light, right? Didn't, didn't we just reinstitute yep. this? Yep, okay. yep. Uh, it's making everyone safer, according to Brooke Bassan. Yes. Oh, they are? Yeah, according to Brooke Bassan. We're not oh. looking to make money off this. We're looking to change the culture and make well, everyone safer. Why did they safer. do a study? Why don't we just listen to everything Brooke Bassan said? Right. Don't, That's how I live my life. I just like <laughs> to live my life. If a politician says it, it must be true. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you know this, uh, uh, Al, uh, Burkinos, Brooke Bassan well, oh, I like is that. a mom. Oh, I like that, Burkinos. Uh, fellow Burkinos, uh, I don't know if you, knew, you learned this in her last campaign. She's mm. a mom. She's a mom. She cares. That was her whole campaign. I'm a mom. Mom okay. is care. Well, I, you know, I was, I was on board. Well, let's see. <clears throat> Eddie, I don't care what anybody says. I run a business that has six trucks on the road every day and has gas prices are bearing me. There it is. So someone who's happy to get the, the money. What about the money? The money. Oh, Michael's his name. Nunez has sold out. Dang, Eddie, I thought we were tight. Yes, we're, I'm tight with, tight with everybody. Eddie, just to let you know, in case you haven't heard, when I tried tuning into Clay Lewis earlier this morning, there was dead air just ahead. Of, thank you. I didn't know that. Oh, I think we switched. Uh, I think we switched receivers on all that stuff, so we'll have to jump back mm -hmm. into that. But some uh, good reports. Uh, Dowd, we return. We've got uh, more stuff uh, that uh, we will talk about. Why are you broadcasting at two thousand watts? Because they took out my because my ten thousand watt tower broke. We had to write to the FCC to get it at two thousand until it's replaced. The insurance picked it up because that's what we have to do. We have to replace. The ten thousand watt broken uh, broken transmitter. What what that's the transmitter that I bought was like thirty years old. What what do I do with that? You know how old these transmitters are? That some of them, I mean, folks. There isn't no one's getting rich in radio. Let me tell you that much, <laughs> uh, folks. If my mother can listen live every day in Connecticut, you can find a, a technological means to get us. There are even, multiple even, platforms. Even that <laughs> am uh, abq fm rock of talk. Uh, dot com. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the cop who would be judge and his challenger. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Aggie Fashion Club to host the 2022 Sustainable Met Gala Fashion Show. 
Um, does anybody know anything about the Met Gala? Does anybody know that that's a strong satanic virtue signaling uh, um, opportunity? I don't know if uh, anybody actually knows that, but uh, they should. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Back here in the Kiva when we return on AM 1600 FM, rockoftalk.com. Yeah, back in the day. Well, his name, uh, Eminem, I guess he was divorced on this day. Back in, uh, what, uh, 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, he had this uh, hit back, and then I guess he found himself after that divorce. And uh, 529, back in four. See what you did there. <laughs> if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back's to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's pro. He's so stagnant. He knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rhapsody better go capture this moment and hope it don't do better. Lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it. You better never let it go. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town not knowing where i'm bound and no one can change my mind but mama tried one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild my mama seemed to know what lay in store despite all my sunday learning towards the bad i kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried Mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried uh, 2016 Merle Haggard died of complications from pneumonia That's what finally did in the old tough guy at his uh, home in Palo Cedro, California. I don't know where that's at. Uh, 79th birthday, by the way. So happy birthday to him. Along with Buck Owens, he helped create the quote unquote Bakersfield sound. Uh, something I actually did not know. That's a rare thing. He scored over 10 number one albums during his career. Um, and if I'm not um, mistaken, uh, doubt, I believe he had. Uh, a lot of financial issues uh, in, in his lifetime. Is that correct? It seem to be a recurring theme with a lot of our country western stars. Mm. But, uh, you know, uh, as someone who battles the IRS uh, regularly myself, you don't have to be a musician in order to hate the IRS. 
Uh, happy birthday to uh, Colt 44 and uh, Lando Calrissian uh, fame. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. 85. The dynamite taste of Colt 45 works every time. Oh, wow. That is really good, Dowd. I like that. You're, you're a total racist, by the way. Anytime oh, you're always. In- if you imitate a black person, you're racist. Have you seen my skin? Have you seen the skin? That you are so automatically. Ra- you racist. Racist. Filmmaker Levinson, Barry Levinson, 80. Uh, John Ratzenberger. Norm! Norm! Nammy, nammy. He made it to 75. He made, Norm, he made it to 75. No, Are no, no. That's uh, Cliff Clavin. That's uh, oh, the, the Cliff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Who's, uh, who's, 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 uh, I don't know. Who's the cheers? Who's the who's the fat guy? What's the what's the oh, fat? Oh yeah, oh, fat, fat guy oh. fall. He's funny. Fat, fat guy funny. He <laughs> George Actually, went. George, George went. went. Yes. George went. Yeah, that's the one where it says Coach wins, and that, that's all I remember. George went, and I see Coach wins. I don't know. It's in my head. It's in your head. Probably some sort of stupid trivial pursuit uh, type thing. Actress Mary Lou Henner. She's the uh, quasi. You're not really sure what day you see her. Hot redhead. Yes. Orange head, is that correct? Yeah, and I think she she's one of those eight people on Earth who has perfect recall of every day of her life. I is that true? Yeah, yeah. A couple people have that on Earth. Yeah. I think I might have a little bit of that. I can't remember yeah. other things. My old man has that about about a third of it. I asked him one time. I said, "Hey, Tommy, what what were you doing on uh, uh, March twenty fourth, nineteen fifty eight? You know, and he said, "Oh, well, that was my junior year in high school, and and we were playing intramural intramural basketball most of those nights. So I was probably over at the high school. I mean, I." And he, yeah. he, he uh, scary, scary, scary. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think uh, he's he. You could say he's in the moment, so he yeah, can experience yeah. all that kind of stuff. Michael Rooker, I have no idea. And then Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, the sexiest man alive, uh, uh, Mr. Dad Bod himself, right? Fifty three, right? fifty three years of age. Uh, I always love that movie. This is forty. That opening shower scene. Got to see it, folks. I know Got you love that it. that um, Leslie Leslie what's her name you're a big fan of. Um, I, the, I like uh, I like every woman with red hair. Right, the wife the of thing, uh, red John hair. Apatow's wife. Yeah. Red hair, ugly, pretty. Like, like I have no idea. It's something about. It's like the red hair. It's like you just see it. It's like oh, it just goes on. There it is. <laughs> Do we they're, they're like like one percent of the population. They have superhuman strength. They have uh, <laughs> an adverse reaction to pain, which. Makes them not feel any. Did I tell you I saved a bird today? Speaking wow. of red, I saved a red-headed bird today. Nice. Yeah, so it ran into, so the wind, okay, so the, the wind is evil. And it likes to take care of our feathered friends uh, up in the air. And we are in a building where they sort of get blown around. And uh, next door, Radio Romantica, whatever the Espanol station is down the hall. I don't know why they located it here, but they located it right here. Maybe they heard me doing all my uh, draws there. Oh, you're welcome for the clarification on that. Okay, so I went to, I stopped what I was doing, Doubt. I should post this somewhere. Maybe rockoftalk.tv. And uh, here I am, and I, and I told him that it wasn't not his day to die. He literally banged his head. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, so he banged his head. It's me feeding him uh, water on the lid of a water bottle with a little beak. Oh. Yeah, so that's the kind of sweet man I am. So I got to take care of all the redheads, including uh, this little <laughs> redheaded bird right here. That's what I did. Look at him. Look at him. Look, he's literally banging his head. He's a, he's on his deathbed. Death's door. Look at him. And he, he has his eye is knocked out. You can oh, see that boy. right there. But you you're reviving him with, with, uh, with water, with hydration. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, food of the gods, the right there. There it is. Look pretty at little guy. Look at him. Yeah. He is. Well, he was. I don't know if he is still or if he was, but I wanted to make sure that he understood compassion and love and all those wonderful things before he finally went out. You can see that. That's a pretty big graphic there. And then uh, the people next door at the Radio Lobo or whatever they are, Radio something. Yeah, I, lo- I love saying those. Salvador Gigante, Radio Lobo. I don't know. Goal. I don't know. Something about that. So, um, look, but here, look, the, the crew gathers and I said, you guys, this is, the rest is your job. I, I got them this far. And then we put them on a piece of paper. You can see oh, them right okay. there in rockoftalk.tv. Yeah, yeah. See, notice how he is totally frail. Yeah. He's unbalanced kind of. Yeah. And I just kept stroking his, his pretty little head. You know, no Woody Woodpecker uh, action there, folks. Uh, this guy cannot bang his head against anything ever again. Poor little guy. There he is. We put him in a little hat. We covered him. And then you know you he could really feel his love. You could really feel he could really feel the love, Dad. Mm. Watch. What's really cool here? These guys are all doing it. Is you know the bird itself? You could tell. It's amazing because you know I'm I'm 250 pounds. I'm six foot four, and the amount of energy that a man my size will radiate to an animal of that size has such incredible healing powers. I mean, you should believe in your own ability to heal things. It doesn't BS, folks. I mean, you, you that energy. You know, you get to do this and heal. And I've done this before. You know, I've also put things out of its misery, which I don't know. I have a horrible, I've never shot an animal, just so you know. Besides a pig. I was just there for the trigger and I, I didn't even really, I'm not even taking responsibility for that. Okay. And then uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told you about I'm the world's worst fisherman. I'm the world's worst. I'm the world's best man to catch any fish. If it's in a lake, it's going to jump on my hook for whatever reason. But I, I, re- I have still never in my life cleaned a fish. Oh. I refuse to cut it open. Um, a traumatic experience happened to me. Um, it was the fact that a fish swallowed a hook and somehow, I don't know if it's being a Piscean or what it is about all okay. that, but the blood was everywhere. Oh I'm yeah, like, yeah. I get ugly. He's suffering. This <laughs> is a fish, you know. I mean, I eat fish. I love fish. Who doesn't love fish? Like you're crazy if you don't like fish. And, and the fish was like bleeding everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, that. Let's let's take it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out of its misery. <laughs> so so my dad is uh, forced to, to teach the uh, the, the kids uh, to be fishers of uh, you know, a fish and cut them out. My dad just like. <laughs> He's got one long stroke and like the guy is like, like perfect. He just like, he's just good. You know, when I, uh, one day we'll have a fishing boat. I want a small one and not in Zihuatanejo. No, that, that would be, I want to be on a little big lake somewhere. I just want to have the one with the radar where I just dive bomb the fish oh, yeah, and have yeah, my yeah, guys yeah. in my point. Have you ever been deep sea fishing? Have you ever no, been? no, 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 oh, no. Doubt. I don't know that you would like it because you don't like flying. Right. That's true. <laughs> I'm a great flyer and I'm great on a boat. I've only had, I've only got seasick once. And that was a time that I didn't take Dramamine. And once you take Dramamine, you sort of have to, in my opinion, you have to forever take it. I would think. Right. Mm-hmm. Really. It's just like you acclimate to it. And, yeah. yeah. Stare out into the distance over there and you know, throw your, but it, it's wildly, it's wildly exciting. I bet. Deep sea fishing, you know, catching everything from a, Yellowtail to Bonita to whatever's out there. It's just like an exciting time uh, when, when you get out there. So um, 
I don't know where I was going with all this. I love all creatures, great and small. Oh, the great James Harriet. Does anybody read James Harriet anymore? Remember they used to have the James Harriet uh, PBS stuff? Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I read, well, we were forced to read all the books at St. Pius. James Harriet. And I think that's ultimately what got to me, Doubt. It was the James Harriet, uh, all creatures, great and small, that type of thing that really, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the um, uh, personification that we add to all of it. Maybe it's watching, you know, one too many uh, cartoons growing up where, you know, the pigs and the frogs and all the other things talked you know, to each other. I don't know what it is, but uh, that uh, bird hopefully lived and uh, that's a redhead. We moved from redhead to birds to uh, whatever it is. And no, folks, I don't have ADD. That's not what it is. But when the reception gets bad, I switch to the app and listen to the show. Not that hard, folks. Uh, Cardinal Dolan has been involved in the Met Gala. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I happen to be in New York um, some time ago, oh, I don't remember, um, while the Met Gala was opening up. And it's always the first week in May. It's always the first week in May. And what you're going to see is people like Lady Gaga or, you know, some of the worst people on the face of the earth. I, I truly mean that. Right? AOC. Yeah. <laughs> and they all go there to virtue signal, signal their symbolism and their dedication to the humanist, Satanist, form uh in the world and that that's all they do that's what it's there and they make a mockery of themselves at the altar of and i don't know why it is in the first week of may just like saturnalia is generally like the the last week in december you know christmas time is a very evil time i don't know if anybody knows that does anybody pay attention to saturn or any of that stuff if somebody could text me and i wish brian uh, brian's probably listening so he can help me with this but there's a lot of background on this first week in may and why they do it course you have may day you have the uh communist um gathering um humanist anti-god godless you know they just really and then Tommies they, love may day <laughs> they love it they just i don't know what it is that first week but basically that's their their sort of you know coming out time but they all dress in the most fantastic and i don't mean that in a positive way i mean that in a total nut jobbery way they will dress up like think bjork dressing up in a swan costume right crazy okay I mean, if you look at Met Gala costumes uh, over the years and the people who attend uh, that, it's absolutely um, crazy. I'll, I'll just put it up. Here it is. Met Gala uh, costumes. Uh, here's, here's one. A woman dressed completely in black, top to bottom, covering her face. Uh, let's see. This is the Vanity Fair. Let me, let me just go you know, point by point, which I think is important because we're coming up upon all this. Um, you got uh, this... I don't know who that is, but it's a black guy with green hair with a green shot. You'll see lots of stuff carrying small children or sacrifices. There is a lot of that, by the way, folks. Um, uh, someone in a strange yarn costume, literally yarn. Uh, yarn costume. You have J-Lo. Uh, she's probably signaling something. I'm, I'm not adept at all that kind of stuff. Kim Kardashian, Billie Eilish. I don't know if you saw some of the photos from Billie Eilish and how um, much she has. Uh, oh, J Jared Leto with a severed head. That's that's nice. Oh, know. where is that really? Is that yeah? There you go. There's there's King yeah. Tut himself. And uh, is that is that there? Can wow. you send that to me? Uh, no, it, it, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll send it. It's it's an Esquire, uh, 2019 Esquire. Uh, I want you to post the website, Dowd. This is who Satan is. Dot com. Have I sent you to that website before? Do you know you who mentioned that is? it a couple days ago? I think. Yeah. Did you, yeah, I think I did. Did you look it up by chance? No, I haven't. I got a chance. 
Uh, just go ahead and uh, type that into your browser there. This is who Satan is.com. Tell me what you see. Uh, I, I wonder if Google will even let me go. Oh, uh, they won't even let me go. I, I just I did a search Google for it. it. You just t- you just type it. No, just I know. I just it. wanted to see if it was banned by Google. Anytime now, it's we're, we're idea crimes, thought crime is so pervasive now that I usually just I, I always start with a Google search to see if it's if it's been banned by Google, then it's probably something I want to look at. <laughs> this is who Satan is dot com. Ooh, I hope it's not a spammy thing. Okay, I accept the cookies. Yes, it's fine. Okay. You're good. Ooh, the Antichrist, Jared Leto. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. Uh, go all the way to the bottom and read through that, all that stuff. They don't like him. <laughs> uh, it's not a they thing. There's uh, there's a lot to it. Uh, this is, has a lot to do with the Jimmy Fallon thing that I was telling you about last week as well. Okay. Oh, my and God. So, this is a rich, deep website. Holy cow. Doubt, doubt you will never be the same after seeing the website. It is. They have a lot of material here. Wow. There's a lot of material doubt. That's uh, wow. also important uh, there. But um, there it is. Uh, um, you know, it's just like uh, uh, old Merle, Merle Haggard said, right? Uh, there you go. You just feel Jared Leto coming out of this song. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm mm-hmm. He's a creepy dude. No one can change my mind, but Mama tried. Mama tried. Mama tried on Leto. And, uh, you know, I believe that he took his grandmother some time ago. I know a lot about this stuff. You don't want to dabble in this, folks. Realize that e- evil is real. It is looking for your children. It's looking for your family. It's looking for any way. It's constantly working on you. And it's going to take a hell of a lot more than prayer. No pun intended there with the hell there. Um, I wanted to say one other thing here. I don't know how appropriate uh, this is. Did anybody ever see the movie, The Strangers? Have you ever seen that movie, The Strangers? They play that. They play that song. Um, I'm a tried in all this. And you're like, What's that song? I know it. I've heard it before. And it's like, they, they get there and it's like, what's going on here? Why are these random people showing up at this house in the middle of nowhere? And then suddenly, like, it's basically like this satanic sacrifice. They're like playing upon these three people or going to sacrifice Liv Tyler and two other guys. Right. I think it was you a remake. The, the original was made a couple decades ago, though, I think. I think it was. Oh, is that right? I'll uh, check it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they, they 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 put this evil out into the world and hope that they can figure out ways to sort of, you know, replicate that uh, somewhere somehow some way. So five fifty fifty five hundred. Uh, huge digression, uh, but as always, Dowd, uh, we are keeping it interesting uh, here in the Kiva, um, and plenty of people listen. Uh, that's uh, one of the things that we should definitely uh, reinforce. So let's get to this Aggie fashion show and why would they would want to emulate such such a high level of evil. In all this, the mask. Uh, <clears throat> hey, here we are. Uh, a photo by Josh Bachman. The goal of the event is to continue striving to protect the environment and apply all that. Fa- so anytime you see Satanists, they're always trying to protect the earth and the environment. Big thing for Satanists. Okay. But also educate the community about the importance of sustainability. Because this is the only place that Satanists will ever go. This is it. This is the realm. And, and they're free to pursue whatever it is that they want. I just don't want... It's like, sort of like pot smoking or homosexuality or any of that. Because, like, like, do whatever you want. Just don't do it around me. <laughs> right? Uh, after years of sketching, snipping, and stitching the pieces together, students of the New Mexico State University Aggie Fashion Club, always fashion, are ready to roll out their creative designs for everyone to see while making a positive environmental impact. Always in the... the did anybody ever read the Humanist Manifesto? Did you ever read that, Doubt? Did you ever watch no. the Humanist Manifesto? 
There's a book um, I had by my bedside for years. It's uh, The Humanist. God, it's been 30 years since I've had that. Yeah, there it is. The Humanist Manifesto. There it is. <clears throat> um, American Humanist Association. Good without a God. I mean, you actually might like this and it'll make a lot of sense. Uh, and you'll probably be in agreement with a lot of this stuff. Uh, don't be so sure, Mr. Aragon. I, I, oh, okay. I think that um, one of the reasons I don't like most spokespeople for atheism, at the end of the day, I'm just an anti-faithist. I'm not, I don't really make any grand pronunciations about the nature of reality. I just use yeah, I wasn't suggesting that. Yeah, no, I'm no, no. I mean, I, I just, it, it, it's those, those like I said, it's those 95% of, of, of atheists who give the other 5% of us such a bad, bad name. Um, they have, and there's a philosopher online named, uh, Stefan Molyneux. And he, he basically oh, says yeah, yeah. the modern, modern atheism is actually statheism. They've taken God out and they've replaced it with the state with command and control Marxism. Oh, yeah. And so, I'm not one of those atheist folks. You won't find me in that category at all. This idea that we can perfect man uh, through reason and big government. Uh, no, no, don't, don't include me in that group. <laughs> and, and I would probably go so far as to also talk with people about, you know, how dangerous objectivism can be with people who an Ayn Rand and stuff. There's certainly principles of that. And certainly, you know, the almighty man, uh, if you will, or sort of Atlas uh, figure uh, that's out there. But, um, as you find in any endeavor, no matter what it is, that uh, man is ultimately fallible. You cannot put trust in man. Enormously, enormously <laughs> you know, like fallible. People, I mean, people need to realize like these types of things. So um, let's go back to the uh, article here. But uh, the Humanist Manifesto is one. It's been so much so long. There's an actual whole website dedicated to this. Religious humanists regard the universe as self-existing and not created. Humanism believes that man is part of nature and that he has emerged as a result of a continuous process. Like, this is sort of the slippery slope, folks. And you have to know something about this towards Satanism. So when people tell you about it, well, he's a humanist. Oh, oh I'm a humanist. I, that sounds, I love humans. Like, no, you're, you're, you don't understand the spirit of humanism. It's actually a, a self-styled discipline that they've come up with, and a lot of Satanists follow it. Holding an organic view of life, humanists find that the traditional dualism of mind and body must be rejected. Humanism recognizes that man's religious culture and civilization is clearly depicted by anthropology and history on the product of a gradual development due to his inter in interaction with his natural environment and with his social heritage. I mean, just all sorts of... Word salad. <laughs> yeah, just tomfoolery. And that's what you get. Thank you. I love that. I think that's the, the correct concept. So here comes the co-advisor of Aggie Fashion Club, uh, Kelly Kofine. The fashion industry has a history of contributing some environmental issues around the world. We're going to save ourselves. We're going to virtue save. We have landfills that are full of fast fashion clothing and not everything is being upside. Generally, the person who receives the um, loser Super Bowl t-shirts, right? It's always some third world Ugandan, you know, have you ever seen? It's like, they're in uh, uh, Togo or, you know, Botswana and they just delivered all. It's like, oh, look, the t-shirt went to that. Or a TV show that only gets one season. That That's where all those t-shirts go off. Is that where they go? Yeah. There we go. Uh, according to uh, Jessica Morales, I really want to be a part of this industry so that I can bring change. I feel like a fashion show allows people to get an inside look at that and gives them a chance to realize where their other clothes are coming from. Hello. Fabulous. A lot of people tend to think I just bought this shirt off at a store, but that's it. They don't know the background of where it comes from. And I think that's really important. That's what I really want everybody in the show to realize and open their eyes a little bit more and more. So what's the Aggie Fashion Club all doing? Well, they're talking about sustainability. They talk about things on the periphery of all this stuff. 
But ultimately, they're driving things more towards these values. And it might seem sort of, I don't know, sanguine and like, you know, non-invasive, like they're not doing anything. But every little bit for these guys counts. And people don't realize, realize like how much they're sort of contributing, uh, Dowd, I think, to the dismal tide by not knowing, by not educating uh, themselves on this stuff. And I think that that's important. Yeah, I mean, and I, the reason I included this in the Daily Blast today was because the this one particular line uh, with a mission to upcycle, recycle, and create more sustainability, right. students put their talents to the test and created de- designs by utilizing, wait for it, trash bags, shower curtains, newspapers, water bottles, donated fabric, and other items. Now, I would never consider myself a fashion plate. Uh, I'm not really in the tax bracket to hang out on Rodeo Drive. Uh, I I dress quite simply. Folks, call me a little full of myself. Call me uh, a a little snobby. I don't have any intention of wearing clothing made out of trash bags, shower curtains, newspapers, and water bottles. But that's how, you know, the environmentalist movement, sometimes it, it just... It parodies itself, Eddie, with these people. I mean, because it's all tied up into a, the greater agenda, the, the greater message of consumption's bad, capitalism is bad, wanting a couple of nice things in your life makes you rotten. And frankly, to my Christian friends, the idea of worshiping the creation, not the creator. Uh, folks, I'm not on board with this. Uh, wear, wear all the trash bag you want, trash bags you want, but leave me out. There you go. And then, of course, there's this doubt. Oh, the ultimate, uh, this guy, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, you guys might remember this from back in the day. Yep, exactly based upon exactly this. Uh, all the beautiful people, Dowd. Uh, you and I are not a part of that, uh, right? No, no, no. You're certainly no. not. Uh, back after the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM600KIVABQ.FM. Just remember, because we're playing this, we're not advocating for Marilyn Manson. Just so you know, some of the worst things on the internet, worst music videos I've ever seen are all affiliated with Marilyn Manson, but he got your attention and he gets a lot of your kids' money as well. have been pulled shut this house is haunted it's so pathetic it makes no sense at all i'm ripe with things to say the words rot and fall away a stupid poem could fix this home i'd read it every day so here's your hurts my ears been running strong for seven years 
rather than fix the problems They never solve them, it makes no sense at all I see them every day We get along, so why can't they? If this is what he wants, and it's what she wants Then why is there so much pain? So here's your Six oh six in the five oh five with more four one one here for your third hour here on this Wednesday, April the sixth at six oh six PM. Whoa, Eddie, what are you doing? Rookie TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Stay together for the kids there for uh, Blink-182. Um, <clears throat> stay happy uh, for yourself, too. Remember, your kids also need to see you happy. And uh, I think so much involved in terms of uh, personal relationships with people and dealing with that is has a lot to do with other people being responsible for other people's happiness. And I think that uh, you need to realize that it's hard enough for you to be responsible for your own happiness. Take accountability. Um, best advice I could possibly give you, and I'm going to start doing this at the top of every six o'clock hour that I remember to do so, is you know, imparting a little bit of my own wisdom and knowledge insofar as you think it is knowledgeable and uh, wise enough to have learned from the mistakes that we all commit. But I think the most important thing is people want to be happy. Nobody wants to be around unhappiness uh, either. So I think that's an important thing. And uh, Dowd coming off his best year, um, you know, one of the, um, I would uh, say he's one of the most audibly, um, <clears throat> and by his own admission, stating, uh, I wouldn't say miserable, but uh, not happy in the way that he states it. He works hard to stay happy. And I think there's something to be said about that. People who work hard because people are about as hot, as hard, as happy as they make their minds up to be. Unfortunately for people who know too much, read too much, I think think too much and uh, perhaps are aware of too much, uh, such as doubt, it's harder and harder for people to stay happy. So it makes things a little bit more difficult. And I think we've had some really good conversations as of late here in the Kiva, imparting some of that knowledge. And I think we need to continue uh, to foster and do that because um, we happen to be in this time where there's a lot of uncertainty um, one of the places that is leading to a lot of uncertainty has a lot to do with um, the perceived values of other people out there and impressing them upon you. Keeping up with the Joneses, right car, right house, like one of the person's uh, ceiling or one of the person's floors, another person's ceiling. You know, you need to use your own point of reference. In a place like Santa Fe, New Mexico, the dichotomy that exists between the people who have and have not is unreal. Ladies and gentlemen, it really is. I mean, you have a separation of the poor. Um, yeah, I think there was two or three children who were uh, murdered, uh, I believe, uh, under the age of 18, including a basketball star, uh, our best and brightest star in the, uh, the basketball world who was murdered. And it's just like we have forgotten all about that kid. I think he was on his way to like a top Division One school. And I think about him and his family and the lack of graduation rates and the number of people who have been marginalized in Santa Fe. Now, Santa Fe... Looks a little bit like a village too much to me to, to, to be worth $622,000. I don't know about you. That's twice the uh, price of the median household. And you can celebrate it and spike the football and all these types of things. But there are families that are suffering from extreme poverty. 
in the Espanol area. And yes, we do have fun uh, at the expense of that. But right above that is Los Alamos. You've never found a more insensitive group of human beings than the people of the city, if you can call it that, it's not, the city of Los Alamos. I think uh, the woke people of, uh, you know, we have no, we have lots of Sandia National Labs, Department of Energy employees and workers and managers out who are fans uh, here of our show. We do. But there is a large group that is completely and totally tone deaf because so they're so busy virtue signaling and they have created worlds of dysfunction within their own lives. Um, and they are anything but happy. Uh, and I think we see that so often when you see them virtue signaling so strong about what they're trying to believe in. And let me sort of cut to the chase in all of this, folks. You cannot be happy unless you are materially, uh, materially satisfied. You just can't. It's impossible. Homeless people, see them talking to themselves? Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. Uh, doubt if you can rattle that off uh, very quickly. I think, you know, you have the first four and then the second four. Food, shelter. You know, these are important things. Shelter is a need. It's not a luxury, only for a few. And when you have people who buy property and gouge the living crap out of people who don't have economic security and you force those people into some level of economic dependency on the state, and then you say, well, numb yourself. There's beer, there's liquor, there's marijuana. We're not solving our problems. We are not solving our problems here in the state of New Mexico. Having uh, Uncle um, or Aunt uh, Michelle come and write the checks for you and Uncle Sam isn't going to go ahead and make the ends meet here in the state of New Mexico. When I see Teslas on the road up in Santa Fe and meanwhile I see a beater right next to it, I mean, how do you rationalize the two? For the time being, you can't hear us on the AM up in Santa Fe. You can hear us throughout Albuquerque. I know it's staticky along, you know, the river, which is where, you know, it's in the valley. That, that's right there. With the way the signal is, by now we are at 2,000 watts. That that's the way it is. But, you know, it's important for these messages to get out. Because there are people there who can't afford rent. They can't afford their houses. And they're impoverished right now or they're completely and totally dependent upon the federal federal and state government, which is also a level of impoverishment. Your $500 or $1,000 that exists isn't going to do much to save these families, ladies and gentlemen. No amount of donations, dollars, $5, $10 out the door. I don't know where you're getting it. Coins that you're leaving for homeless people isn't going to do it. It's simply not going to do it. The state of New Mexico is suffering from a lack of opportunity that would have been created in the private sector that can never be created in the government sector. We have 36%, if my numbers are even still correct, might be more, might be less, I don't know, 36% of all of our employees who work, 36% of 54% labor participation rate of the people who employ, think about what that number might be. Think about that. About 17, 18% of the people in the state of New Mexico who have jobs are employed by government, one in five. You want to know what's wrong with the state of New Mexico? It's that. And they know it. And they see us as everything right. They can drive that agenda down. If you have private businesses providing jobs, and how many press releases have we seen from a local economic development? I don't care if it's a city, 
a chamber of commerce, city of Albuquerque, Rio Rancho. They talk about all the jobs that they're bringing. You can't bring jobs to a state like this without paying a high level of welfare out because they know that you already are offering that welfare to the people who are also employed by the state of New Mexico in one form or another. When you get $27 billion, $27 billion in money, let me tell you, the people who are making the money are the people who stayed home, watched Netflix, ate bonbons, and collected their checks. People who did not make money were the people who had to try and struggle to make ends meet. And they may have been Trump supporters. They may have been independent and Republican voters. And they're picking up and leaving for greener pastures because they're not finding the economic opportunity here. What's worse is they're not finding it in other places anymore either. The musical chairs stopped for them. Housing is unattainable in states like Nevada and Arizona. Still achievable in Utah. Probably going to do a hell of a lot better if you convert to LDS. Places like Wyoming, unachievable. Bozeman, Montana, unachievable. Think of the worst places in the country to buy a house. You can't think of them because it's right here in the state of New Mexico. It's also one of the best places to buy a house. This is going to be one of the last great frontiers for real estate, believe it or not, folks. I know you don't see it, <laughs> but it is. And it has to do with just dumb luck. The fact that everything else is so incredibly overpriced that you're going to see an influx of people coming from other places. Then you're going to see the people who have been here displaced by the people who are coming here and where you're going to continue to see more opportunity for real estate, both residential and commercial in the state of New Mexico. There's a good and bad angle to all that. The bad has a lot to do with the fact that you look at Santa Fe right now, and if you're a person who makes less than $175,000 total household income, you cannot buy a house. For the restaurants and the food sector and the restaurants being shut down, how many restaurants have been shut down? How many people in the service sector, industry? How many hotels have been shut down? Mandatory this, mandatory that. Uh, you know, a teacher's salary doesn't go as far. It doesn't go anywhere. If you're a teacher making $50,000 a year, the least of your concerns is getting vaxxed and getting masked at this point. Most of these teachers, I doubt there's a teacher there right now on her or his own who can turn around and pre-qualify for a house and buy it on the market. And if they found it, there's probably 100 teachers who are making an offer on the same property because it does not exist. Here's something that's interesting to kind of give you a, a different wrinkle, if you will. You know what's happening in a place like Las Vegas, Nevada, or Phoenix, Arizona, or let's take another fast-growing city, Austin, Texas, or let's look up north to Denver, Colorado. You're one place you can go, by the way, if you don't have a whole lot of money or looking for opportunity and you want to live right, Oklahoma. Place you do want to go, okay? People are like, oh, I don't want to go to Tornado Alley. Watch one too many, one too many movies. Hedge funds. That's right, folks. Hedge funds. What are they doing? They're buying property in the biggest and fastest growing cities right now. Why are they buying it? Because they know that they can Airbnb it, VRBO it. They can rent it. They can resell it. They can assemble it. There's nothing that is going to prevent these Black Rocks and all the rest of these people from buying these properties. Zillow. 
right? What was going to happen with Zillow? You might remember uh, Zillow was going to go ahead and go under because it had taken on all of this, you know, property. What happened? <laughs> Hedge funds turned around and said, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and buy all these properties. We'll be able to go ahead and rent all this stuff out and no big deal. And we're going to go ahead and drive up our own prices. We're going to create the market. We're going to do market making, essentially. And they've done that. So if you pick up from here and you try to move to Phoenix or Las Vegas or Austin or Denver or Oklahoma, what happens? Do you think for a person who just sold their house in any of those cities that you're going to be competing with, that you are going to be able to compete with those people who just sold their house? Doubt if I asked you if you're going to be able to sell your house and then go and buy a new house, would you be able to buy it in a city like Las Vegas, Nevada? The answer would be... <laughs> Zero. I think we all chance. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snowballs have a better chance of surviving in hell than you do of getting a house. And that's what's happening here. That's why the market is so incredibly hot right here in Albuquerque. And people are like, well, as long as I can go ahead and uh, teleport in, I call it teleporting because my kids <laughs> think that's funny. Zooming, you know, they, they call it teleporting. It's like, oh, I can be anywhere, anytime, anyplace, anytime. You don't even know where I'm at. Look at me. I've got the skyline of Albuquerque behind me and I'm in uh, Timbuktu. <laughs> very funny, right? But that's what's happening here in the city of Albuquerque because most people can perform their functions, their jobs, whatever they need to do, they can do it remotely. Sure. And where can you do that and achieve that? Well, places like Albuquerque and Santa Fe and, you know, Podunk, small town, USA. As long as you have 4G, 5G. And honestly, you're going to need 5G now. We'll talk about that uh, probably on a future show, and we'll just talk about uh, incidentally today's uh, four six two zero two two <gasps> numbers numbers numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Okay, back. Some guy was so upset because I did the whole thirty six thing because <laughs> he went back and he added all that stuff. I'm just going to slow down here for a second. I'll, I'll cut to a couple of quick. He uh, did the math. Stuff. Well, it's not hard to do the math. One plus oh. two plus three plus four plus five. One fish, two fish, red well, fish, for some fish, of us, maybe fish, old fish, new fish. <laughs> this one has. Oh, by the way, you do want to look up, uh, you know, on uh, Jared Leto. I don't know if you. I know everything about Dr. Seuss. I was in a production of something called Dr. Seuss Alive oh. back in Miss McKinney's uh, drama class over at John Adams. I don't know. Is Miss McKinney still alive? Anybody know that? You even know who I'm talking about? It wouldn't matter. Uh, John Adams. She's a great lady. He actually refers to uh, himself as Bart. Where who in the where in the world is Bartholomew Cubbins? If anybody knows that whole thing, it's the it's the shape shifting that goes on. I remember sat, sat, Satanism, shape shifting, be anything to anybody at any time for any reason for whatever your objective is going to be. That's part part of it. Okay, but I digress. All right, <laughs> as usual, <clears throat> where this okay. all started, ladies and gentlemen, if you allow me to interject, yes, sir. Is, is an email I sent to Mister Aragon. With the information that, Eddie, I can't believe this, and I, I just need more information from you on this. Yes, go ahead. The first quarter median home price for the entirety of Santa Fe County, not the city, the county, was a record high $622,500 within the city of Santa Fe, the city itself. The median price was $480,000, and in the across the remainder of the county, minus the city, the median home price, $796,580. Can those numbers possibly be right? They're right. No, okay. They're absolutely right. So uh, you're taking a median also of what's being sold on the market. Okay. 
So you're only, you, it's not like a perfect cross section of all the houses and what they're worth. Okay. It's just that if you were to go ahead and sell a house of all the houses that are being sold and you were to take the first and the 100th, okay, house, and you take all the, all of them, you add them all in and you go right to the 50th, the median, which is what median mean and mode. And I don't know if anybody remembers statistics, but we used to actually use them. <laughs> and the median is the 50th house. That means one half of the houses that are being sold in Santa Fe County are above $796,000. Is that the problem? You know what the problem is? The problem is, is half of them are below $800,000. To what degree? One house, 49 of them? Well, all of them, but here's the problem. Do you know what it would take to qualify for an $800,000 loan against cash buyers, against people who are being financed? And just in case you think there's a real estate bubble, the chances of a real estate bubble are exactly zero right now. Because this is being artificially created. You're not going to see a crash in housing. And there's a very specific reason for this. Now, now try me out here, okay? I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty aware of a lot of things, okay? I pay attention to trends. I've got like a weird little thing that just, stuff just clicks in my head. And I just get it. And then I just go and I know where it is and what to do. I mean, I've, I've been involved in real estate. I've been involved in a lot of stuff and real estate is one of the things that I know. But it's sort of like this um, artistic viewpoint of appetites for greed, how to treat people with money, um, conspicuous consumption, which is mean I consume things for the virtue signaling that goes out to say that I fit in with this group or this group or this group. Like you've got to be a quick read on people to sort of understand all these types of things. And let me tell you what's happening. Back in 2000 and 2000, uh, 2007 and 2008, something unreal happened in the world. Client number one, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein didn't kill himself right there. You can see it right there. Something amazing happened. We decided to do the too big to fail bailout. The home buyer, or excuse me, the home builders, excuse me, which would be Toll Brothers, KB. I mean, just think of any home builder in the world, okay? Coupled with the biggest mortgage guys in the world, countrywide, you guys remember this, like all these big companies, right? You have all the people who are lending the money and all the people who are building the properties came in with all these regulations because all the way that they were getting their homes was on stated income. It's like, oh, you say you're worth this much and how much you are worth on paper. And like, you had to take people at their word and you kind of just had to show your last two stubs and prove it and bingo, you're in. And all of a sudden there was this cram down because nobody can actually afford it. And you had the center of that was the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and, you know, right where I just traveled this past weekend, which is the Aria and that area. We had to get bailed out by the other side of the world with cash that would actually you know, uh, uh, cash flow of these properties. So they get built. And these home builders took it in the shorts like nobody's business. I mean, they lost 75, 80, 85%. Now, in, in those companies, many of them, which didn't go under, they were sucking wind, not for a year, not for two, not for five years. Like it took them nearly a decade to break even. 
Let's go down and add 10 years to 2017. These are people who got drilled by their banks for holding this crap that nobody wanted on their books. And it, was, it wasn't until Donald Trump came into office and we started having to push or think about increasing interest rates at that point. You're like, oh, oh, I guess we can finally turn a little bit of a profit. Now, you suck wind for six, seven, eight years. And then you tell them, those same companies, to go out and speculatively develop. Will they do it? The answer is no, because they don't need to. Okay? This may be the number one reason why you don't want to buy a home in a new residential development area. Okay? You're going to pay a premium. You can find it great, keep it, but plan on living there for the rest of your life. If you're okay with living there for the rest of your life, you're going to be just fine. Because most of you are going to end up holding on to that real estate because A, it's too expensive. And when you do hold on to that real estate, you're not going to feel like it's too expensive because you're just happy that you're able to get it at the cost of what it is in today's terms, not in May 2022, not in June 2022, not in July of 2022. Because the real thing and the only thing that's actually driving the, the pricing of houses is the fact that no one's rolling out new inventory because no one's doing any new speculative development. And if they are, they're able to do it only insofar as you have these historically low interest rates, which now are going to go up by half a percentage point. Now, to add insult to the injury, injury for the people who don't have any money, tell them that they're going to be spending twice as much as they were two months ago on the interest rates because they're feeling the upward pressure. Not only do they not have any cash, not only do they not have a place to live, but they're likely going to have to come out of pocket and spend somewhere between three to six months of pre-rent because somebody down, some a-hole down the road can give them a year's rent up ahead of time and the landlords don't have to take it. Remember, the landlords during this entire time haven't been getting paid. And if they've been getting paid by the government, so now we've factored all these things in into this giant soup, this primordial real estate soup that's out there. And I, I smell opportunity, by the way. This is exciting for me. From a real estate practitioner standpoint, I'm like, oh, ooh, problems. This is exciting, okay? When you see greed, right, and you see a problem, there is opportunity. Now, somebody who could have forecasted this stuff would, is going to be making a mint right now. So inevitably, the problem is going to be solved and created by the very same group, and that is hedge funds. And what are they doing? They're market making. And the home builders are deciding that we're not going to roll it out because the hedge funds have too much money, and they're saying, you know what? Buy the entire development. I'll build it all for you. Buy the entire development, but I want, it, I want to get paid today and tomorrow's prices since you know what it's going to be. That's how much strength. Remember too big to fail? It's, it's too big to, to be too big. It's bigger than you have ever seen it. And how did they do it? Well, anybody remember junk bonds or remember any of this type of stuff? You're literally just assembling all of this money and it's cheap, cheap, cheap. But it's not cheap to joke you public. Never going to be more expensive. And everybody needs in that Maslow's hierarchy of needs Dow, do you have those in front of you? Uh, I do indeed. And, and if you can picture in your mind, folks, a, uh, a pyramid, we're starting off at the widest base at the bottom, physiological, uh, air, Health. food, drink, shelter, clothing, etc. Uh, the next layer up is the safety needs, uh, safety. security and security. safety. 
Uh, number three would be belonging and love as you, as you move up that, that pyramid. Uh, number four is esteem, uh, accomplishment, self-respect. Uh, and then right. number five, that the peak of that pyramid, self-actualization. Mm, Agnagnorisis. There you go. Uh, yes, it's a Greek term of self-realization. And most of you will not achieve it because you're too be, you'll be too busy trying to satisfy the bottom layers of that pyramid. And the biggest of those, which is going to be something called shelter. And you're going to change how you live going forward because the hedge funds and the home builders have all been through this. And there's certain people who have understood what this is and they prepared and they're ahead of it. And everybody else will be failing going forward. My suggestion to you, buy as small of a house as you can possibly live in and pay it off just as quickly as you possibly can and own it in the next three to five years. Because if you don't, it is going to own you. Ultimately, that money that is being lent, there is going to be a call for that money. And even the mortgage companies, no matter how much they insure and how low the interest rates are, when you look at the forecast out, pull up the national debt clock. Oh. National debt clock has a forecasting little uh, tool on it. And you can literally see what that's going to be. Now, let's not remember, especially for FHA loans, those are basically government loans on your house. If anybody knows about the Federal Housing Authority and how it all works, okay. <laughs> I, I can see it now. The government checks in. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. We're taking your home. And there's not going to be too much control because you got the Federal Reserve involved in all this. And who does the United States owe money to? The feds. Where's the Fed going to create all that opportunity? Like, this is an entire cycle. There's not going to be enough money and business that's going to be generated. The come up, it's just being delayed right now. We told you that there'd be the unfathomable collapse of, of everything. Here's what's happening. They're putting that on ice right now because we have something called the 2022 midterm election that we're going to be getting through. And the Democrats want to maintain control until they can let go of control and blame the other guys when we finally allow them to be in the office and get holding the bag. That's essentially what this is. It's like, who's going to get left holding the bag and how and why? One is responsible to Wall Street and not Main Street and Hollywood and the music industry. And it's satisfying all of that and it wants control over every part of your life, while all the time that it's advertising anti-control, anti-this, anti-this, and saying that families are bad, churches are bad, uh, conservative values are bad. Then you have all the people who are pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, and they're trying to keep that group from attacking them on the inside. Where does that uh, culminate? Well, the crystal ball is uh, beyond my ability to grasp and control, I think, is, as it is doubt. We, we just know that it's being delayed. The collapse could happen overnight at any time for whatever reason. Whatever reason they want to essentially sort of make up. Now that national debt clock in 2026 says what? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, of course, currently we are uh, $30.3 trillion. <laughs> oh, that is uh, fast. We just passed $30 trillion. We just passed that. And, uh, and we're, already, we're, we're already there. We're already that mm -hmm. far. I can't see the forecast, Eddie. Do they still do that or... Yeah, you can look at the bottom. I don't know okay. if uh, did they take it off of the the website debt clock. It might be so terrifying they don't they don't want it to. Well, of there course, don't is. forget the official oh, for, numbers on social security liability 
21 trillion, the official number on Medicare unfunded liability, 33 trillion, on top of the 30 trillion we just mentioned in terms of publicly held debt and intergovernmental debt. The numbers are literally you cannot grasp in a, in a human mind. The debt clock uh, in 2026 is $42.6 trillion. Okay. The debt per taxpayer will be $314,000. It won't even make any sense at that point anymore. You will owe more than your house will likely be worth at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah. 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 There will be a, a point in time where the hedge funds and corporations own so many homes that there won't actually be a market for it. There'll just be a rental market. What does uh, Glenn Beck constantly say? You will own nothing and you will be happy because it will be shared misery. And Life, liberty, and the pursuit of property will no longer be a thing. As quickly as possible, folks. Get happy as quickly as possible. And as far as your kids and, well, let, let's not forget the war on the rich is going to be the great inheritance tax. If they can get that, if they can get enough Democrats to penalize the rich and get that inheritance tax, there will not be the ability for your parents to hand you down a single darn thing. You know that's coming, right, Tom? Yeah. I, They've been working on that for some time. Trends that go. can't go on forever don't. That's a no basic longer rule, rule of reality. Wealth. No more generational wealth. Oh, yeah. The government that. will just seize it. That's the way that it will go. 550-55. And our caller, you're in the queue. Go ahead. Well, the best thing that can happen is they collapse it. But uh, 80 million conservative voters, uh, before it collapses, you have better have your food and guns purchased because you're going to need them. And, uh, but if you do, it would be the best thing that could happen. And uh, for a decade, I had 20,000 acres out here to myself, just me and the cows and the rattlesnakes. In the last two years, 20 little ranchita makeshift homesteads popped up in the last two years. Not, so. a, bad, not a bad way to live, uh, David, and not, uh, not bad people either. Those uh, homesteading, I think, is going to go a long way. Small towns uh, with uh, minimal infrastructure and ability to communicate. Uh, to a certain degree with some, and being self-sustainable, I think is going to be good. Uh, home, uh, how, places like Tombstone, where I just recently went, I think uh, can potentially be more thriving and it'll be more affinity driven in terms of conservative uh, families and, you know, sort of people who want to live, live out their values uh, the way that they want to live them. But um, I don't think that people in cities by and large, uh, I'm just watching the stack clock and it's, my mouth is just dropping down. Like literally, mm-hmm. as I'm saying that sentence, another million just that sentence just on the u.s national debt that, that's how quickly it's going yeah we'll get it all yeah, from the money tree underneath washington yeah it's unbelievable anything else you, david yeah you need to get outside of that that system so you're not attached to it not dependent on it in any way that's the only way you that you're going to survive short of being a multi-millionaire to start with and i have to take objection to uh, that the adage about uh, people are as happy as they decide to be and from experience, I would say that uh, that's not entirely true because uh, uh, you can be beaten so badly by powers that you can't take on yourself. You can be beaten so badly by them uh, that uh, it's pretty damned impossible to be happy just because you decide to be so. I would say that's a fair statement. And uh, there's not much I can other say than that. You know, I can't. For everything, but it's just something that Abraham Lincoln has said. And there are people who 
and find things to be miserable about, uh, about too. But I understand your situation. Yeah, well, I can. I, 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 I don't want to get I'll into I'll your situation, uh, David. No. But I understand where I, I you're coming from. I didn't go there. I'm just. I'm. I'm defeating the uh, the idea. I'm taking on the idea. Abraham okay. Lincoln may have been president, but he was not the smartest person that ever lived. Okay, that, that's um, fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah. It's a. It's a. Right. It's a declaration, and you're welcome to disagree with it. But um, we are not talking about you specifically. Or anybody else who's been through the types took, of types of things that I you took, have. It's not me specifically. It can be done to any any singled out person. Well, your point and, of and reference in our long history of having conversations, I think, by and large, has a lot to do with your horrible personal experience that you have unfairly had to deal with. And there's no way for me to understand, uh, no matter how compassionate or sympathetic I could possibly be. I can try, but I won't be able to understand that. So. In, in a, a very personal way, it is, yes, an unfair statement. But uh, by and large, I'm making a blanket statement and a declaration and in no way trying to you know, dissuade people from having different opinions from that. It is my opinion. So I appreciate that. And right. as I do everything else that you say, any final final statement, 10 seconds. Yeah, well, that, that statement would apply to uh, the other cliche phrase. It would apply to the population that qualifies as the happy idiot. Okay. All right, we'll talk with David tomorrow. Uh, David's always got insight, and you know it's it. it, it you know, we, I try to kind of straddle light here, but uh, anyway, a whole third hour talking about the connectivity of hedge funds, residential housing prices, and the people who are out there who are not going to be able to find the life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. So um, you can't be happy renting for the rest of your life. I don't think that that's possible. Um, I mean, maybe if you're Section Eight the rest of your life for whatever reason. Ooh, that's the sweet on disability. Brain. Well, I, I doubt you got to you got to figure out a way to you know. I mean, go work at the butcher shop, uh, stick your hand in a meat grinder, and uh, wait for the check to come in. I mean, so you got to have a you got to have a victimization story, and then they'll they'll here's your bag of money, and I'm sorry you don't have use of your right arm anymore, and. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that wouldn't be the first time that that hasn't been tried. You know, mm-hmm. Whatever it takes to put uh, food on the proverbial table, uh, as it were. 550-500 for you guys to text in. Uh, I got a bunch of texts that I didn't even read, so I apologize uh, for that. A lot of people texting in. Uh, Eddie, you save, I will read this. Eddie, you saving that bird was a real sweet gesture and reminds me. It wasn't a gesture. It was a, it was a word. It reminds me that we should all practice compassion when it's warranted. Also, you were right about the celebrities of the Mac Gala using that event to flaunt their symbolism and affiliation with Satanism. Recently, I haven't even been trying to hide it anymore, but maybe it could be. I've noticed a lot more since I have been paying attention to it in recent years. I like Dowd's comment about worshiping the creator as opposed to worshiping creation itself. Very well put. God bless you all, Nikiva. God bless the USA. That, is, of course, is heaven. So, uh, by the way, and uh, I should probably say um, we we need to develop a little bit, uh, delve a, a little bit uh, deeper into that Megila. It's it's hard to just kind of do that on first pass that way, and we're dealing with very complicated subjects. And I'm preventing. I'm sort of, uh, um, you know, over. I shouldn't say overstating. I'm I'm trying to narrate an incredibly difficult thing conceptually on the radio, which. You couldn't possibly take in everything that I just said and fully understand what's going, what's what's really happening. So we want to also qualify that. I, there's no way for me to 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 adequately put all. I'm just telling you 
over all the trends, where it's going and what's happening, why the behaviors are what they, what they are. It provides a level of explanation that you wouldn't have to otherwise um, read or understand. And this is something that we um, try to consume for ourselves every single day and then spit that back out to all of you. And uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure you become a subscriber for rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Your top five brought to you by the readers of rockoftalk.chat. Doubt, what are they? Uh, well, it's the subscribers top five because they're the ones who pick what's the most popular uh, links of the day, ladies and gentlemen. You can get this yourself for less than 20 cents a day, rockoftalk.chat. Number one, no surprise, UNM Athletics Director talks vaccine mandate. That was our most clicked link of the day. Uh, number two, I, I know I got my military people out there. I got my Air Force people. I got my nuclear weapon people. Uh, a, the first look at the Navy's next doomsday plane for command and control for those boomers out there under the water with all those nuclear tip missiles. Uh, number three, the Air Force announced, to meet, uh, while we're on the subject of nuclear weapons, uh, the Sentinel will be the name of our new ICBM you know, kind of a lot of people in New Mexico interested in those kinds of issues, obviously. Uh, number four, Albuquerque, the IG report shows time card misconduct in the city's aviation department. We had a little bit of fun with that uh, earlier. And the number five, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow, Eddie. Our friends are cuck soy boys at Source, New Mexico. They are panicked. Only some cities in New Mexico oh. are testing their sewers for the presence of of coronavirus. They're very worried over it at Source New Mexico. The next wave is coming. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Through the sewers this time around. That'll <laughs> see you tomorrow at four Thursday afternoon. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is next. Decisions are made.